Connect Hearts Across the Water. I'm your co-host, Sheila Seppi. And I'm your other host, Karen Swain. Oh, that was the beautiful Leah Scallon's lettuce. I'm so teary of watching that. I'm so teary. Leah, that was beautiful, beautiful. Um, What I'd like to do, of you who may not know Karen, I want to read her official bio and then I have an unofficial bio for her. Uh, Karen Swain is a teacher of deliberate creation, spiritual mentor. She's an educator, an inspirational speaker, host of Accentuate the Positive Media, author and Return to Love and Awakening by Death, and the creator of the Awakened Soul series. Karen Accentuates, Accelerates, acclimates and activates the new world teachers supporting the light weavers and different makers bringing in the new dawn of reality during these times of the shift but she's also 
a sister by another mother, as are all these <laughs> goddesses here today. The Karn has a heart of gold. She is a beautiful, beautiful person. She has been there supporting me and, uh, you know, in a way, mentoring me um, a lot of my journey. So Aww. thanks so much, Karen. Oh, darling one, thank you. And uh, I'm going to read out Sheila's bio too, but I'm going to just tell you what we're doing here and what we're going to talk about. So this is the Galactic Goddesses Connect Hearts Across the Water. This was Sheila's brainchild, actually. Mm -hmm. She said, let's do it. And I said, yep, let's do it. So we're going to discuss current events. The first question we're going to discuss is uh, I want people to share their views and what they think is happening on planet Earth at this time, collectively and personally for people. Obviously, there's like 8 billion personal views, but we're going to have a bit of discussion about that. The second hour, how can we, as men and women, embody more of the divine feminine and anchor this energy into the planet? The third hour, we're going to talk about consciousness and the new energies coming into the planet and how this is changing the life, the game of life on planet Earth. And the fourth hour, we're going to talk about the vision for our planet and how we can move forward from here. But let me introduce the gorgeous and wonderful goddess, Sheila Seppi, and then we're going to do some more introductions for these beautiful goddesses that are online with us today. Sheila is a soul exchange walk-in who entered the body of a 38-year-old mother with three children, completely transforming the body and her life, immediately healing all documented illnesses that she had. Before incarnating, she was a part of a galactic connect collective, and now has incorporated the combination of her angelic Palladian, Syrian, Arcturian, Lyrian, Mantis, Adromanan, multidimensional lineage. Sheila is the author and speaker and healer, multidimensional life coach, regression therapist. Oh my God, she does everything, this woman, I tell you. Founder of Spirit Way Wellness, where she works every day with her son, doing healings on people, cosmic conversations, conscious awakening event series, and the Wish Alliance, which is what we're collaborating with today. Her mission here is to be a way shower for humanity, helping people to spiritually awaken and evolve. And like you, ditto to everything she is. Anyway, we work well together. She's got the biggest heart. She's got an incredible story. It's, it's rare to find people with such an amazing story that sort of puts themselves behind the scenes to move others forward and showcase. But look at who we have online. Look at these amazing galactic goddesses. Woohoo! Hello. Welcome, everybody. Hello, ladies. What I would like to do now is uh, we're going to start by introducing and welcoming our beautiful guests today. And so I'd like to start with Miss Bridget Renee Holiday. Uh, Bridget is a starseed. She's a channel, multidimensional medium, a galactic unity ambassador, and she holds frequencies of unity consciousness and grounds them into the human experience. Her star lineage includes Palladian, Syrian, Arcturian, Lyran, and Dramanin, among others. She is an accentuation contact, oh, I'm sorry, an ascension contact specialist. She communicates with the higher realms and assists others to expand and to embrace those innate connections within themselves. Her mission also includes normalizing the conversation and the perceptions around interdimensional, extradimensional, ultradimensional, and extraterrestrial beings. Bridget's soul work is offered internationally through Beyond Quantum Healing Hypnosis, Awakening and Ascending Mentoring, and Multidimensional Energy Healing. 
She specializes in mentoring star seeds within their ascension journey. When walking with star seed or when working with star seeds, Bridget helps them to remember who they are and that they have trained many lifetimes to be here on earth. And the first time I met Bridget, we were going to have what a brief 30 minute conversation that ended up like half a day conversation. <laughs> so it's wonderful. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Bridget. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for having me. So excited about this today. Me too. Karen, you're on mute. Crap, I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> Bridget also did the flyers that we sent around and yes, the, the so animated flyers. So clever. Beautiful. Or I'm going to introduce the beautiful and divine Leah Scallon, who uh, did that video, did that music at the beginning. Um, oh, makes me cry thinking about it. She's an award-winning composer of light language, a light language songstress, Syrian emissary of light, crystal skull caretaker, sacred site activator, and code bearer. Since awakening to her starseed's gift 32 years ago, it might be a little bit longer by now, <laughs> Leah's mission has been to assist in raising the frequency of humanity and the planet. And since 2012, she's worked intensively with the Earth's crystalline grid, introducing including the reactive reaction re reactivation of specific master crystals throughout the globe her calling is to work with the song lines of australia she's originally from it's uh, it's ireland isn't it leah yes it is so we've got a few countries represented today even though we're not in those countries we've got ireland the uk canada america australia and new zealand on represented today but Leah's been in Australia for a while and she has many award-winning albums. You have to check out her work uh, and uh, channel direct from source, helping people heal, activate and awaken humanity in the readiness of this momentum shift that, of the ages that we're going through now. So welcome, Leah. Thank you, Karen. Lovely to be here. Beautiful. Next, we have Barbara Lamb. And Barbara is a licensed psychotherapist, hypnosis regressionist, and a hypnosis regression therapist. She is one of the sweetest ladies I have ever met in my life. I have worked with Barbara. I have had many regressions, and it's always been a pleasure. She's considered one of the leading authorities in the field of ufology and extraterrestrial contact. And since 1991, she has regressed more than 2,400 people through four thousand regressions and in these details she's bringing helping them to bring forward encounters with extraterrestrial and other dimensional beings she has contacted numerous experiencers support groups at major conferences and in her home territory she's lectured at numerous conferences in the u.s and abroad she has given dozens of interviews on television as well as on radio film and the internet she was given four Lifetime Achievement Awards for four, from four different conferences for her work in giving help and support to experiencers of ET contact in the field of ufology. And Barbara, it is an honor to have you on with us today. Um, I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you, Sheila. 
wonderful for me too. And next, I'm going to introduce Mary Rodwell. We've got the, the goddesses from both ends of this, Barbara That's and Mary together. Oh, this is so exciting. The grand goddesses. The grand goddesses. <laughs> is that what we call you? What do we call you? Um, Mary Rodwell has been helping people activate and remember their life's calling and multidimensional selves for many years while supporting and counselling the difference makers here to transform this world. And she's recognised internationally as one of Australia's leading researchers and writers in the UFO and contact phenomenal fields. She's the author of the highly acclaimed book, Awakening, How Extraterrestrial Contact Can Transform Your Life from 2002, and The New Human, which describes and documents the star children. Mary has researched over 3,000 cases and speaks about how extraterrestrial encounters are a global phenomenon. This uh, being most evident in the many new humans referred to as the star children. Welcome, Mary. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Mary. And then we have Geraldine Orozco. And Geraldine has is involved in so many things. I'm just going to hit the highlights with Geraldine. She's a certified hypnotherapist, a meditation master, a neuro-linguistic practitioner, mindfulness-based stress reduction therapist, Qigong master, the owner of the San Francisco-based Bay Area Meditation, which offers virtual uh, corporate meditation programs internationally. She has 12 years of experience in the holistic energy healing arts with certifications in advanced pranic healing, quantum energy healing, and studies for several years under shamanic energy healers. She is the founder of the hybridmothers.com, an international research and support group for experiencers and contactees. She is the co-director of the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support. And Geraldine's story is now part of a 16-time award-winning documentary called Extraordinary, The Seeding. She's a radio host, an artist, an international speaker, and a YouTuber. And you can schedule one-on-one -on -one sessions with her as well. Geraldine, thank you so much for being here with us today. It is such an honor to be here. Sheila, Karen, thank you so much for this amazing panel with these beautiful ladies. It's just so exciting. Thank you. I know. What an incredible group yeah. of um, galactic goddesses. These intros are taking longer than we thought, so I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to do it quickly. Vivian yes. Chauvet. Welcome, Vivian. Vivian. Vivian's originally from Canada, so she's representing a Canada as well as the UK, but now lives in Arizona. She's an Arcturian holographic matrix healer representing the advanced enlightened Arcturian star civilization. Vivian's emanation came to this planet as a biological hybrid Arcturian hybrid. She's in constant telepathic communication with her star team of light and serves an, an, as an ambassador between the highest spheres of reality and the Earth's plane. Her galactic family are conduits of light consciousness who create profound paradigm shifts at a planetary and collective level to move from fragmented energies of duality into oneness. Part of their mission in, is to help human beings reestablish their true heart-centered power, integrating soul fragments and assessing higher mental faculties. Welcome, Vivian. 
Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be here, Karen, Sheila. And also the founder of the Infinite Healing from the Stars. And you're welcome to check that out as well. There's so I've much got underneath all the live streamings. We're live streaming on several platforms today. Portal to Ascension, New Realities, ATP Media, Facebook page, the Walk in the Wish Alliance Facebook groups, the Awakening Empowerment Network, my Facebook page, we're all over the place. And everybody's website is underneath all the live streamings if you want to check out other people. Who's next, Sheila? We have Stone Hobbit. And Stone, um, I have to say I am in awe and in honor of you because with everything that you have been through in your life from the child trafficking, abduction, satanic ritual abuse, sexual abuse, all of these negative things that have happened to you in your life to where you stood up and said, no more, I'm on this path, thank you very much. And you have transformed your life, you have touched the lives of so many people and your story is so empowering for us and you are just a beam of light. Thank you so much for being with us here today. You must welcome Sheila. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, all you other lovely, fantastic energies that are coming on today and sharing. Yes, we've all gone through different scenarios and paths and finding our way, and we've made it. You know, we've made it here. We can now say that what happened, what was yours, what wasn't yours where these other energies are coming from, our multidimensional connections, you know, our, uh, the connections to self and source. There is so many levels to this. It's absolutely a fantastic journey. You know, I, I am obviously in this part to find a better way. There, there is a better way to be able to interact with each other and bring the most positive, you know, sides of self to the front. This is what we're about. This is my journey. I've, I've done the hard yakka. I've done the journey of a shaman. I live in nature. I, I have had so many different sorts of gifts given to me. And once we stand in self and awareness of self, ourselves existing in this multi-multi-dimensional universe of beings and energies and incarnations. It's fantastic. Thank it you, is fantastic. So that's what I'm bringing. Thanks, darling. Thank that's you. beautiful. Thank, Thank you, everybody. So We've got another goddess who's going to join us a bit later, Larissa Stowe, but she's actually doing the Kundalini conference with Neil Gore at the moment. So she's going to jump off that a bit later and jump on. And I know Mary can't stay for the whole four hours. So we've got a few people coming and going, but Larissa is another incredible uh, songstress and channel of light. She was born to wake, shape, and create a vibration-raising we revolution, weevolution, she calls it, modern-day mystic student of heart-centered living, sacred sound, gypsy, and transformational life coach. She teaches at festivals. She's sung at festivals all over the world, and she's helping up-level people in a heart-centered living. So speaking of heart-centered living, shall we get into the first question, Sheila? Absolutely. Let's do it. And ladies, what we're going to do is I like to call this popcorn style. 
So you just pop in when you have a comment to make and we'll just keep everything flowing. But we do want everyone to have an opportunity to speak on each of these questions. And so the first question that we have is please share your views on what you think is happening on planet Earth at this time and what we are doing here personally and collectively. So who would like to go first? Barbara. I would, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this is such an incredible time because there's so much horrible stuff going on, as you all know, uh, worldwide. I mean, between wars and nuclear threat and EMF radiation, chemtrails, uh, 5G, uh, COVID, uh, all the deaths coming and injuries from vaccines and the great power grab uh, in process with Charles Schwab leading the way. I mean, I could go on to lots of details. I've paid a lot of attention to that. So there's really awful, awful stuff. And of course, climate change and weather problems and everything, geoengineering. But um, <clears throat> on the other hand, as all of this is going on, there are people like us who are really trying to make a positive difference and who are bringing in inspiration and uh, motivation, in, um, inspiration from, from other being higher beings, beings in other dimensions. And a lot of us are uh, trying to help the whole process of ascension of not only individual people, but of the whole world, the whole earth itself even. And so uh, there are many people bringing in higher awarenesses and practices. A lot more people I think are involved in healing and inspiring others to much more of a spiritual uh, perspective. Uh, there's a lot of interest in life after death and near-death experiences and astral travel and indications that we really are ongoing continuing souls and that we're very related to the beings out there in space the many many different kinds of beings who do contact many of us not all of us uh, but so there's this whole significant cosmos interaction going on that our governments are just slowly, slowly, slowly tiptoeing toward. <laughs> and yet some of us know so much more about that. And so many people experience contacts with the other beings from space and other dimensions. So we've got a lot of negative and a lot of positive. And those of us who consider ourselves to be on the more positive side of things, we certainly need to do everything we can to help tip the balance in that direction. Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah, who else would like to chime in? Well, I think we, we really are living in the time of the prophecies. You know, the, um, the Mayans uh, who were amazing astronomers, discovered that there was a, you know, uh, this procession of the equinoxes that every 26,000 years we would move into a new cycle. 
and um, by their incredible, um, you know, um, through their observatories, which they had in all their temples, they found out that the exact time of this new 26,000 year cycle coming up would be 2012. So we entered that cycle 10 years ago. And I think since that, we're really seeing the, um, the proof of what the Mayans predicted. And they also said that with that movement into this new 26,000 year cycle, that we would also enter a galactic age and that that would be a time when we would uh, begin to understand who we really were. We would begin to remember our place in the universe and we would begin to realize that we weren't just this one planet with uh, living uh, sentient beings on it, that we were in fact part of a galactic federation of uh, galactic brotherhood. So I think we're seeing all that happening at the moment and we're getting a lot of assistance from that galactic brotherhood. As Barbara said, you know, there are many of us who have been in contact, uh, some of you on this panel in incredible ways with um, the Galactic Brothers. And uh, we're also getting help from our sun. You know, the sun is sending all this incredible radiation. It's really coming from source, but it's coming through our sun. And we're being cascaded with, with these photonic light codes that are literally changing the frequency of the earth and changing our frequency. Because in order for us to make this quantum leap into this galactic age that the minds predicted, we have to move out of the 3D frequency and into the 5D frequency. And in order to do that, we have to raise our frequency, which is what a lot of us here on the panel are about. We're about helping people to raise their frequency in order to, first of all, wake up. Because when we came onto this planet, we had a, a terrible case of amnesia. We basically forgot entirely where we came from. We forgot that, you know, we weren't just a physical body. We are actually a spirit wearing a human suit. And so what these frequencies coming onto the planet are doing and what our galactic brothers are helping with is to basically drop the veil from our eyes so that we can remember and we can see who we really are and understand that we're not powerless as the powerless ones in power would have us believe but that we are in fact divine sovereign beings and that we are co-creators of this life that we're living and that we are here basically, I think the reason we're here now and the reason all this is happening is that we are here to create the new earth. We're here to ascend with mother earth, which you know, they say many light workers throughout the, uh, the last decades have been saying that this is a really unique experiment uh, in the history of the universe that never before has a planet, an entire planet itself uh, decided to ascend, not just the species upon it, but the entire planet, Mother Earth herself is ascending and she's going whether we like it or not. So we need to raise our frequency if we're going to go with her. We need to be ready and we need to have our frequency high enough to make that shift. So it is, as Barbara said, there's a lot of awful stuff going on at the moment, and we really have to try to keep our focus away from that and on the end goal, which is this new earth, this new golden age, which has been prophesied by many cultures, 
And that is, we're on the brink of it now. It's really exciting. If we can just keep our eye on the ball, we'll get there, hopefully. <laughs> it is exciting. Mm -hmm. Mary, you look like you want to say something, don't you? Um, thank you, Leah, and, and thank you, Barbara. Um, absolutely. What I would like to say is, despite the fact that we are now faced with this real obvious darkened light that's on the planet at the moment, we're, as human beings, we need our back against the wall before we start to do something. It just seems to be the nature of humanity. Yep. And our back now is actually against the wall, which is brilliant. <laughs> because what it means is with all these protocols that have come in that are really difficult, it's forcing us to decide what matters. You know, we're looking at what really is important. Is it chasing to the gym and doing all the sports all the time? Or is it my family? having time with them, enjoying them, making the most of them, realizing our mortality, because if anything's going on this planet at the moment is, our mortality is being threatened left, right and center with all this stuff that's coming up. So well, really nothing focuses you more than being aware that you're, you know, uh, you're fragile on, on one level and that your life is fragile on one level because of all that's going on at the moment. And it's wonderfully focusing at the same time. And for me, when people say to me, well, what do you think is going on, Mary? And I'm saying more and more people are contacting me. And Barbara will, I'm sure, know that as well. Is People are being woken up. They're being activated. And what's so brilliant about that is that as they are, they're exploring their multidimensional selves because I don't know about you wonderful souls, but, you know, your help is so important now to help people manage that transition from 3D programming to their multidimensional cells where they're saying, what do I do when I'm seeing orbs or I'm seeing energies or I'm seeing beings or I'm getting these downloads or I'm bringing in frequencies or I'm, I'm creating you know, new scripts or these wonderful languages? How do I manage that? How do I deal with it? And all of you have already done that. So you know, to me, that's the role. The role is I've been there. I've gone through the process. This is how it works. This is what you need to do so that you can really fully embrace who you are and embrace your multidimensional awareness that's being activated from so many sources, crop circles, other beings, all the light languages, all these different ways that we're being activated now. And we need the souls and the awareness of the goddesses to actually help people manage that process from not just waking up, but how do I manage all this new awareness so that, you know, I, you know, the fear of, uh, hopefully I'm not going crazy with all of this. You know what I'm talking about? It's a crazy time, isn't it guys, you know? But amazing at the same time, because if we can actually help others through our own process, I and mean, you've all been there, you've been there, got the t-shirt. Now you can actually start really helping the rest of humanity that is it being activated so fast now. I mean, incredibly fast. And this wonderful crossroads that we're at now is we all incarnated to be here for it because it was going to be interesting, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, it was going to be exciting. It was going to be challenging. It was going to be all of those things. So for me, this is the adventure. This is the the wonderful thing that we're all seeing now, despite all this darkness that's out there, that's really just getting us moving. 
So for me, I believe that it's embracing this now, the challenge of why we're here and knowing we've all got the tools because we've all been born with them anyway. We've been born with the tools we need so that we can actually finally embrace our future and our heritage. So thank you. Thank you, ladies. Hallelujah, Mary. <laughs> Hallelujah. Who else wants to pop in? I know you've all got lots to say. I'll pick you if you don't chirp up. Vivian oh, looks yeah. like she's dying to say something. <laughs> oh, Sheila, you're so in sync with me. I love your energy. We want to send our profound greetings from the Octarian Council. We are absolutely overjoyed to be part of this journey as we have sent so many of our people to really help your planet on the middle of a huge historical timeline. We have been monitoring the timeline for eons. We have seen as the um, timeline come together, you have finally aligned yourself for the ascension, the organic timeline of ascension. And this is profoundly what's going on on your planet is finally a return of mother earth into a higher celestial state. If you look at your solar system, all the planets that you look at are only an image of your past. They're no longer in that energy. All of your entire solar system has already ascended into a fifth dimensional reality. So whether it's Venus, Saturn, Jupiter, the earth has been holding the third dimensional bridge of reality to help an entire civilization in the midst of the most awakening, the most important time in their history. So this is really much profoundly what has been going on and what is happening on your planet. And you've been feeling that. I know that many of you throughout different generational timeline of souls coming on the planet, whether the pioneers and then the souls who are follow and then all the way to today, the new children's coming in. We've been holding the space and every time coming here to encore new frequencies, you bring, you need to understand that on a personal level, you are very important. And we see you as galactic royalties and human beings, you are a race of galactic royalties. You carry within you so many genes from many, many intergalactic groups. So the power that you carry within you is phenomenal. And on a personal level, we would love to see you stand up more and to be able to consciously take your place as guardians, stewards of this earth, being guardians for each other guardians for other sentient life form evolving on the planet like the animal kingdom the mineral kingdom the elementals the earth herself has a celestial conscious being and so on a personal level we really invite you to feel your role in that ascension process you hear by soul design you hear by grand design and wherever you come from whether you call yourself a hybrid an elemental an earth angels whether you are an earth originators, whoever you come from, from the multiverse, the role that you bring here is instrumental. And part of our core of our teachings is always helping you to remember your own empowerment, returning to what we call living by the essentials of living. It's remembering your divinity. You are a divine essence of light and only a soul emanation of you is right here in this physical incarnation. So every day you have the right to change your mind, make other changes, choices, 
live to the resonance of your heart and being able to contribute to the light as opposed to being distracted by the mental construct with all bombarding and information and distraction. Leave the distraction behind, ask different questions, listen. I just taught today a class, a two hour class with international people from all over the world. And we talk about returning to understand the mapping of your own energetic self, listening, listening to the language of your soul, listening to the language of mother earth, the language of the universe. And everything is within you already right here, right now. So on a collective level, humanity is finally awakening. And uh, we talk about the popcorn analogy. That's a good human design to think about. You are suddenly to shift all over the globe from all genera generational timeline. doesn't matter when you came back on the planet, whether you are an indigo crystal children or you are an indigo children from the 30s or the 40s, you play an important role. And collectively, we are returning to living in more community, connecting with each other. Let's put all the differences aside and also the, the illusion of separation, what separate us, and let's come back into unity consciousness. This is also a huge foundation to really support the organic time of ascension. And returning to vibrate on the day-to-day -day level, on the fifth dimensional level that brings you back into unity consciousness. And that's to that's start right here, right now, every day. So what will you bring? What direction do you choose? And that's our invitation for you today. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Vivian. That was so rich. And we've got someone who's just joined us, Larissa. Larissa, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Hello, Karen. Wonderful to be here. She's just jumped off the Kundalini conference. And I thought you'd be a bit later, actually. So you've come on quite well, early. I, I actually, they're running late. So I'm, I'm coming in. Then You're I'll have out. to jump off. I'll Fair have enough. to go on and then I'll come back again. <laughs> oh, Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Happy. So, Happy to be here with you all. Look at these amazing women. So we're discussing what, what, what's going on on planet Earth at the moment. And uh, we're actually doing reasonable time. <laughs> I thought we were running late, but we're doing well, Sheila. Who, who else mm. wants to pipe in? I think Bridget and Geraldine look like you're ready to... to who, Geraldine, let's go with you. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, so um, in 2017, one of the things that I saw is that we are going to be traversing uh, in this universal uh, movement through a kind of like a, a red energy in this multiverse. And um, what that red energy was, was a lower vibrational frequency, perhaps the shadows, the fear being uh, utilized from all organisms in this multiverse. Um, you know, how will these organisms choose to utilize this energy, which is fear? And I think we've seen um, over the past couple of years, the tremendous transformation of people going very deep into the deepest shadows of themselves and the shadows, not just of the individual, but of the collective rising to the surface in order to be seen, in order to be understood and to be uh, brought to the light, essentially an opportunity for transmutation. But another thing that has also occurred energetically and is happening right now, um, we are moving through a structure of 13 dimensional plane, uh, 13 dimensional structure 
structure expression of the physical body into a 21 model. And so what does that mean? That means that we are activating higher access to dimensional planes, which means that the veil is thinning to a point where we are more than ever having access to the interdimensionality, to, the, to what is non-physical. And that really allows us to have more contact, to have conversations about contact, to have access to our psychic abilities, to activate psychic abilities on higher levels, not just psychic intuition, but things like telepathy, things like uh, being able to remote view, even by location. These uh, technologies of the human body are coming into play now. And the reason why is because we need to pull forward society in a way where we are moving from the distraction, the hypnosis, the illusion of the entanglement in the physical into something that is more for the um, productive, for the collective. Unfortunately, a lot of us that have been in dream state, sleeping and in hypnosis over the past few years, um, have had to wake up because of this energy that we have gone through collectively. And it was a major opportunity for all organisms to begin to kind of uh, decide because everything is an experience and there is not, not necessarily right or wrong, each human has, in a way, the ability to recognize their very unique vibrational signature that they're here to experience in the collective. Every human is a collection of genetic information, and that genetic information allows us to access those portals through ourselves into the many different ranges of frequency, the expressions of different races, different species, different consciousness. And so every human at this time has that ability. Um, I think it's a, it's a major awakening, not just of the collective subconscious mind, the bringing light to the subconscious, but it's also an activation of, of genetic code, which means that the growth of the human organism, the awareness of the human organism from just 13 physical bodies or uh, let's say bodies within a matrix into something that is greater. And what we look like right now is like literally the a vesica Pisces, we are going to that little center point, that transition point in where everything becomes it's seemingly faster because the vibrational frequency is readjusting and we're overlapping old realities to new realities. So there is a friction at this time. The friction is, you know, people navigating and discerning through shadow and light. And so this is something that we are kind of uh, rebirthing every moment of our day in order for us to reach this higher octave until we learn what it's like to navigate the physical and non-physical simultaneously. I think in a way that is the marriage between the masculine and feminine expression, the dualistic expression that we're kind of here to experience collectively. Um, so I'll, I'll stop there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thanks so much. I just wanted to say hello and welcome to everyone who's watching the live streaming. There's lots of comments. There's lots of love coming at everybody. There's hearts and everyone's loving everybody. There's, there's lots of love going on. I probably won't get to everyone's comment and question because we're all over the place. But Bridget, you've got something you want to say, darling one. Hello. Yes. Oh, this is a, such a beautiful, beautiful question. We, in my perception, we are all here in this monumental period of humanity's evolution and consciousness because we are shifting the way we are going to have the human experience. So we're in this 
you know, we're on the um, leading edge, essentially, um, of straddling two different what we could say, um, two different paradigms, right? The, you know, paradigm of the mind, so to speak, the divine masculine, um, or, you know, somewhat skewed divine masculine. um, And we're shifting into a more balanced, harmonious, fifth dimensional expression or higher, right? So from what my team has explained and what I've remembered in my own remembrances, we are, you know, we have, we have stepped down. Earth was originally created in a fifth dimensional expression. And we have collectively, through multiple types of um, humanoid existences on this planet, um, continued to step down until we hit the bottom, right? Essentially, right? So we had the most dense experience that we can have. And we're now moving up, but that all happens within us, right? So every single moment we have choice. And in that moment, we get to choose what we place our attention, our focus, um, our intention, pretty much our emotions, our, uh, you know, every bit of what we do when we're manifesting this reality, we get to choose what we inflate and what we deflate. And it's not that there's a right or wrong way of doing it. I'm sure you've heard other people up here saying that it's, it is a choice. Um, And the ascension is happening, what we've labeled the ascension. It's happening regardless. Um, So I think pretty much what we're doing here right now individually is choosing, choosing the energetics that we wish to embody. Um, We are activating and um, essentially remembering who we are at the very core essence of our being, and then grounding that into our human experience. And this, from my experience, comes in waves, right? Um, So as an individual, of course, we create the collective, right? And what I think is very interesting about all of this is in a fifth dimensional expression, there are a lot of things from the third dimensional expression that just don't resonate they're not harmonious so it's now that we get to decide what serves us as individuals but also the collective the human earth collective but also bear in mind that everything we do here is rippling out from the human earth experience into all of the parallel aspects of our soul um, and beyond, right? So when we do clearings here, when we are working on, you know, say ancestral um, densities, ancestral contrast that has happened within our lineages, not only do we have the ability to do it now in the moment with, you know, our own selves, but we can hold that intention and it will ripple to allow that to ripple out into all of the time dimension space and reality and beyond right so we are not only shifting the way we're having the human experience but we're assisting all of our galactic family and beyond right so i think that if we're looking at what we're doing as a collective and what we're doing as individuals it's not that different right now um to me it's it's all one experience that you know we have the Sort of, so to speak, the illusion of, of separation, the illusion of individuality in the way that we do. Um, but as we begin to expand our consciousness and awaken the slumbering aspects, then we really connect into just 
how connected we are to everything, right? That unity consciousness comes in. Um, so I think that's where I'll stop on this one. But thank you. I've loved this so much. I love listening to everyone. Well, thank you so much, Bridget. Thank you, darling. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Larissa, you want to pop on? Um, I can for a few minutes. I've got to jump off <laughs> in just a few minutes to the Kundalini conference, but I promise I'll be right back. And I'm just, I'm blown away by the beautiful shares and the, the insights that you women have. It's so, I, I just want to say it's so refreshing to be able to sit in a group of these beautiful souls that you all are and to hear the affirmation you know of i think what a lot of us are awakening to right now and, and having awareness but sometimes it feels i don't know how you all feel but sometimes i feel like a, a my own little private idaho <laughs> you know and going like the horton hears the who like hello out there <laughs> you know <laughs> and sharing this in the world and and this realization that we truly are collectively awakening there is like this this we that is a that is awakening right now not just the me but the the me's within the we and the collective we that's awakening to this so i'm very grateful and um to be here and i'm grateful to share as well and look forward to doing that like in about an hour if that's okay that's beautiful. Thank you, honey one. Yeah, wow. What's amazing perspectives from you, incredible goddesses. Who hasn't shared? Well, has Hobbit shared? No? You want to go next? And I Sheila, we've got, we got to hear from you. We're doing quite well. We're nearly on the hour. Okay. Uh, Sheila, do you want to say what you think the what was happening on planet Earth? Ah, well, just very briefly, um, because one of the things everyone has really touched upon is we are in this major shifting point uh, within ourselves, galactically, within the earth, etc. And um, as Vivian pointed out, our galaxy has already started. And it's kind of like, come on, Gaia. It's your turn. Come on. We're going to nurture you. We're going to support you. And the way they're doing that is sending all these massive waves of energy in. Mm -hmm. And so as these waves are coming in, they're allowing us to look within ourselves to determine what no longer serves us. Mm -hmm. And as we determine what no longer serves us, we see that reflected in the world. And so for me, all of these horrific events that are occurring are a reflection of our interior. And it's bringing up to us those things we need to release. Fear, guilt, shame, blame, hostility. All of these emotions that have been so deeply embedded within our own physical genetics, as well as possibly the epigenetics of our soul. Because when our souls begin to imprint, we're bringing in everything from our multidimensional self, as well as what's occurring to us, what's occurring right now in our multidimensional lives. And as timelines begin to collapse, 
I get really excited because sometimes, you know, we get these aha moments or we feel this, you know, this resonance. It's like, oh my gosh, where is this coming from? And we know, or I know, I feel like I'm in resonance with my collective or my multidimensional uh, selves are really helping to support me. And I know coming in as a walk-in, one of the main missions that I have is to be on the planet. And I keep, I early on, I kept asking myself, why now? Why did I come here now? And actually, Karen and I was having this conversation when it's like, let's get everybody else's opinion. Why are we here? You know, each one of us feel like we have something that we came here to do. We're here to contribute to something. And we know that. So what are we going to do about it? You know, how are we collectively going to unite, bring that unity consciousness in and shift the frequency of this planet together. And so I don't, I mean, I could just go on and on, but Karin, we want to hear from you. And we also need to hear from Stone so that we kind of stay on time. So thank you guys so much again for being here. And Stone, let's hear what you've got to share. Um, all right. I'm, I'm totally in awe. I'm totally enjoying myself. It's like, a, a breath of fresh air, if you could call it that. Um, yes, I, I believe that we're here at the moment. We, we've collected all our information of our experiences in this 3D density, this the disposable society, our ancestral histories, and we're bringing it all into the now. We are that center point. We are remembering putting ourselves and the information back together and, and we are rebalancing. So we, are, we become, once again, that center point of information, knowledge, awareness, abilities, communication on a multi-multi-dimensional aspect. And myself uh, going through the different phases, not realizing that this is not the normality and then, and then seeing how humanity has tried to shut down and turn everything disposable and, and, and you know, harvest this planet, we, we have to, at one stage or another, step back into ourselves and say, we come from so many different sources, so many different species to make up this incarnation. We, you know, myself as a walk-in, I have memories of incarnations as that walk-in but also as the genetics of the dna of this vessel that was hybridized to be here in this reality at this time so having all of these interactions and knowing on a multi-multi level that we are communicators we are receivers and senders and and you know we 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 play on the waves of frequency so many levels of information coming in and once we start stepping back into ourselves and saying i am no longer part of this disposable society i count i i am here for a reason um now is the time to say yes you do count acknowledge yourself you haven't been doing this alone this is what divinity is to me you know we are now coming back we are 
stepping back into the nurturing side of it, communicating with all life conscious awareness that has been having experiences because eventually we're all going to come back together again. You know, what we eat, what we breathe, what we bathe ourselves in. I mean, we walk around bare feet. We've forgotten how to do that. But these are all senses. We are a sensitive device. We are picking up so many frequencies. We haven't been given enough credibility to our abilities. We, we've been shut down. We've been harvested for our energies. And this is no longer going to happen. We are now saying no more. We are stepping back into who we are as an energy being, as an energy source, as a, you know, a part of the galactic communications out there. This, this is why we, the, the veil is thinning, the conduit is closing, wasn't a message for ourselves. It was a message for the others who were harvesting us. And the conduit is now closing because we are stepping back into ourselves we don't need to understand anymore. We now understand. We believe in ourselves. We stand in truth. We stand in honor. You know, we know because this information is repeated over and over again. We now come back to that center point. We are that center point. You unravel infinity and you get a circle. You are that energy within that circle. That is you. You know, this is this is where I am coming from. This is coming from at levels of darkness, bloodlines, um, you know, orbs, <laughs> different different dimensional aspects of the communications that come into my reality at this particular time. I have proved to myself. It's it it came down to not having to prove to others. Believe in yourself. You are not alone. There are all of us, we've been programmed in so many levels. I work in deprogramming, breaking those structures because we are so much more. And this is why we've been dumbed down because we are so much more. So Beautiful. now we're coming back into that, that time where we're going to reunite all our memories, all our energy sources, and we're going to heal because we are healers. We are guardians. You know, there are so many aspects to us. Pick whatever you want <laughs> and enjoy the ride. You know, be aware that when communication comes in, it comes in on so many different aspects. Color, frequency, sound, you know, the cat bothering me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh, enjoy this time round. Thank so, you, Stone. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, darling one. Beautiful. Wow. Uh, wow. What can I say to add to anything that you've all said? You've, you've, all, uh, you've all said it all. I'm going to take a screenshot. So everybody look at the camera. <laughs> say, say, cheese. <laughs> there you go. Fabulous. <laughs> uh, thank you, Stone. That was just, that was gorgeous. Um, we're, gonna, we're coming up to the second hour and we're going to talk about, you know, embodying the feminine. But what do I want to say uh, about this? Uh, I don't think I can add anything more to what everyone said, except that we're all masters here on Earth. There's not a person here on Earth that is not a master soul. I think anyone that comes to Earth is a master soul. And we come into this game of life at, called forgetting. We come into the play of polarity 
we come into density, we come into duality. And, um, and then we forget that we're master souls and the awakening of humanity is, is awakening to our mastery and, and awakening to the fact that we are the creators of this world. We're not, um, experience, we're not the victims of this world, we are the creators of this world. And I think that as everybody awakens to their mastery, they'll remember that and they'll understand that the contrast that we're experiencing here on planet Earth is for our benefit, is for the evolution of our soul. It's for us to grow because in the higher realms, as many of you know, we can't experience the density and the polarities that we can experience here. And as master souls, we come to experience that. We come for this, but we are shifting the game on planet Earth and we're moving into a higher frequency and a different frequency. What that looks like, who knows? You know, we have to wait and see. But to shift into this new reality, we have to remember that the polarity, the density, the dramas, the contrast, whatever you want to call it, the terrible things that we look at is actually happening for us, not to us. And I think that's probably the most important message that we can remember as we awaken to our multidimensional aspects and our mastery. So in this next hour, we're going to talk about the feminine energy because you know we've got the goddesses online because we've lived very much in a patriarchal world and we're moving into a more balanced world i had a beautiful woman on the show this week called sarah breskman who was talking about lemuria and how lemuria was a matriarchal society before it was destroyed and i think that as we evolve into the next stage on planet earth we're not going to move to another matriarchal society or another patriarchal we're going to balance the energy but embodying the feminine energy, I'd love to hear from you. What do you think that looks like? What is the embodiment of the divine feminine? And how do we anchor that energy in a world that has been so patriarchally focused, so logical? Um, who, wants to, who wants to have a go at that one? Who wants to go next for the feminine energy? Barbara. Well, you know, it's so wonderful that, we have Zoom and we have YouTube and BitChute and all kinds of platforms and a podcast. My God, on my cell phone, um, people send me every day, you know, three or four really fascinating podcasts. Um, and so a lot of them are about the different things going on in the world on kind of a, you know, political level. But a lot of them are uh, more awakening uh, presentations too, more consciousness awakening, more spiritually oriented. So I think that more than any time in history, uh, we have a chance to get out inspiring information and helpful information. And there's a lot of junk too that comes across these media, but but there's a lot of really good, wonderful information and inspiration too so let's use it all we can like we're doing right now this very minute it's it's really excellent and it seems to me that there are more conferences going on now of an awakening nature a spiritual nature a higher consciousness level of things and that's very encouraging as well so bravo Let's take advantage of that. So you think that the way to anchor the feminine energy is by utilizing that technology like we're doing now? 
Yes, well, that's just one way. But I mean, in other words, we have more of an opportunity now than I think we've ever had in the history of the world. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, individually, that's very important. And I've noticed even on a very individual level, um, when I have had encounters in the last couple of months because of a broken femur and lots of medical attention from various practitioners, and some of them have been male uh, physical therapists and doctors and so forth. And I noticed that I find myself really complimenting them, mentioning to them how much I appreciate the not only the technical work that they're doing, but the nurturing work, that nurturing um, level of things and the fact that they've chosen a career to be helpful. So I think that this is one thing that we can all do in our daily lives is that whenever we see a male boy, adult, old man, whatever, um, showing qualities of caring and nurturing, that we can acknowledge that and appreciate it and encourage that. You know, wherever we are, just the person who brings a package to the door, you know, we can encourage that, that that's been a service it's it's been helpful, so I think that, um, you know, just in a very mundane way, even uh, we can do a lot to encourage that in all the males that we know. Yeah, well said, beautifully said. You know, this this split of, of feminine masculine is all a part of the duality that we live here on planet Earth. There is no split in higher realms, really. It's it's a part right. of the. Uh, yeah part of that but you know what I'm seeing in the younger generation is the men are so embodying the 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 feminine as we call them feminine energies I see young men pushing prams and holding babies all over my suburb it's fantastic yes there's a lot of that men holding their babies and playing with their children and um, you know cooking and doing all kinds of nourishing things yeah nurturing more than, and more than i think it was ever emphasized before yeah so who, I suppose, who, uh, sorry, I suppose maybe, uh, asking what is the divine feminine is mm-hmm. uh you know the basic question when you know the mind automatically i think in this modern world we live in goes to the man versus woman you know feminism that's the easiest sort of thing for the mind to go to but when uh, you know I saw this question first, I sort of really I had to ask myself, well, what exactly is the divine feminine? Even though myself, I have always spoken about the divine feminine being uh, the divine mother energy being the most predominant energy in my own work. But I think really what it comes down to is something very simple: that the divine feminine is the energy of pure love it's the energy of the source it's the energy of the original creator the energy that created all things 
And uh, I think what has happened, uh, you know, is with this patriarchal energy we've been in for the last two millennia, at least in this time around, that um, everything has just become completely out of balance. We need both the masculine and the feminine. Uh, in a sense, the divine feminine can't have expression without the divine masculine because we need that active force. The divine feminine needs the catalyst of action to bring the creation into being. So where we are now is, as Karen said, it's not a question of, you know, we're going to now have a more matriarchal society. What we need to find is the balance between the two. And, you know, how do we express that within our daily lives? I think we express it, like Barbara says, by that very, very simple thing of trying to embody the characteristics of the divine feminine, the nurturing, the compassion, you know, the tenderness, the kindness, and just the love in both men and women. We all need to basically pay homage and fall at the feet of that original creative force of love and bring that into everything we do and try to flow that through our body. My daily prayer myself has always been, you know, to say, you know, thank you for making me a pure and perfect conduit of your song of love for humanity. Thank mm -hmm. you for helping me to embody your characteristics of love, nurturing, compassion, non-judgment, tolerance, and help me to open my heart and expand my heart so that I can flow that energy out to everybody I meet this day. You know, it's as simple as that, I think. The divine feminine is the energy of love and the divine masculine is the energy, the action that brings that divine love into being uh, on our planet. Mm, beautiful, that is so beautiful. Thank you so much for that insight. I just, I love all the nurturing. You can almost feel that yummy goodness coming through. Thank you so much. Yes. Okay, I who would like in? to? Yeah, sure, who said that? Oh, Geraldine. Oh, hey, Geraldine. Hey, um, so yeah, so when I read the question, you know, um, you know, how can men and women embody the feminine more, you know, it took me a minute to kind of process that and see, you know, do we, do we really want to embody more of the feminine, you know, what is actually happening? And I, I agree, what Karin was saying at the beginning that, you know, we are kind of actually rebalancing things in, yes. in my work in, in every day, I work with people with a lot of trauma, uh, people that are healing, uh, reintegrating fragments of themselves, what, what does that mean through the trauma? And, you know, what I find is like cyclical patterns of where the feminine and masculine have presented them, themselves as an imbalanced projection, right? And it's through the mother, through the father figure, which embeds in the human organism, this same understanding of the feminine and masculine within their body, because we have that feminine and masculine in our bodies and the right and left side of our body. And literally it begins to encode and change our entire makeup of the human body, of our expression into our personality, into our energetic expression, into how we relate with ourselves and others. And so if you think about that, those are cycles and cycles, ancient cycles from the beginning of time as a result of programming. It's a programming of the imbalance of these dualistic expressions. How, do you, how does one rebalance that? 
be beginning to understand the role of each one of these individual energies. And when we think of the feminine, we're talking about coming into surrender, coming in, you know, feeling safe in surrender. And in that surrender, being able to come into absolute truth, seeing truth in that surrender, enough to be able to go beyond the illusion of what is in the physical, to be able to see something that transcends into the non-physical and connect to the intuition. And that's the primary function, the mechanism of the feminine is to be able to come into surrender and to access uh, truth that's not limited. It's, it's omnipresence of all potential realities to be able to see the highest possible vision of, of the whole. And I think that this is a role that's key and essential to the evolution of mankind right now. And it is necessary for it to balance the masculine, which is this intuitive action. The masculine is the action, putting that into fruition, moving, you know, directing. Um, and this marriage of those two things creates a human that is now moving through intuitive action that is for the betterment of the whole, of the collective. I think that that is the expression of the divine unity that we're coming into right now. You know, the collective race, and we're seeing this in many different ways. I think that there are um, expressions of creating confusion around sexual expression. And if you look at more advanced races, sexuality is not something that is defined by the organism. It is an energetic expression that they that they are now they're expressing those two balanced more advanced civilizations are expressing the balance of these two it's not that you're seeing a man or a woman anymore more, more of these beings are androgynous in fact and the purpose of that is i think that our human race is evolving somehow chemically organically into this kind of a race as well we're seeing the blurred lines between the feminine and masculine and there are agendas that hijack that for the purpose of creating disruption and and um, confusion but on the other side of it the entire human race has to move away from this dualistic way of thinking into a way where it's it's a balance in the organism and now the focus is not just on roles uh, that we're making up, you know, through society in order to create, create control and to limit the expressions and invert these expressions through sexuality and through the abuse of sexuality. Um, but it's understanding how it works in a natural sense by looking at nature. Nature is the balance of those of these two energies. And that means that things flow in an organic and harmonious way. We're harmonious with ourselves and others. So this new kind of humanity that we're moving into is one that's not defined by these two separate things, but the utilization of a balanced expression of the two. And um, for, for us to begin to embody that individually, it's the practice of coming into complete surrender. And this is kind of the thing that we're being tested at this time. How in the middle of chaos and a lot of fear and the manipulation of fear, do you find the ability to come into surrender and then trust yourself, trust yourself in order to discern how to navigate this confusion? So this is kind of like one of the biggest lessons that we're experiencing as a collective. And if we can overcome that, by understanding that everything begins and ends with ourselves, 
um, that all of our programming projects into the hologram of experience, we can begin to kind of change what we experience individually and collectively. And I think that's one of the most powerful things that we can do at this time in order to rebalance these two things. Beautiful. Thank wow. you so much. I, you know, I love that um, really putting the emphasis on that surrendering because we do have to surrender to this flow of rebalance. And you also mentioned nurt, uh, nature. You know, we do have to get out into nature to ground ourselves and we can just release so much into the earth because, um, you know, she just takes everything that we give. But one of the most beautiful things, I think, is we are right now in this time of uh, transformation within all of these cycles of creation that's going on and bringing in this softness of the feminine energy, I think, really is helping with this, you know, sacred uplifting. So thank you so much, Geraldine. That was beautiful. Thank you, darling one. That was gorgeous. Who wants to jump in? Well, can I jump in? Because yeah, Mary. About 10 minutes. So mm -hmm. I would like to just, for me, one of the most amazing things that's happening right now is so many of our beautiful men folk are starting to want to open up, mm. are opening up multidimensionally, mm. also opening up with empathy and we all know what empathy is means that you can tune in to how somebody else is feeling mm. whether or not they're the same sex or a different sex than you and for me that's where I see the shift happening is because as more and more men open up multi-dimensionally they're also opening up to that sensitivity that tuning in to what's going on for other other people around them their emotions their feelings their pain or whatever and that opens the man up to that vulnerability that, you know, that really they've shut down through as, as you know, we've talked about, they've shut down their, that, that part of themselves because it's not safe to be vulnerable. It's not safe to show how you're feeling and whatever. And they're realizing that women do it all the time. And it's pretty effective because <laughs> they get listened to, you know, and people start to understand them and accept them. And so they're seeing that through that vulnerability, there's a new sense of connectedness to others, that they're part of this collective of being human, being emotional, being sensitive. And it's no longer a crime to be sensitive, which was, oh, you're too sensitive with, you know, to, oh, I forgot, you know, you're too sensitive. Everyone's heard it, you know. No, that is brilliant that you're sensitive because it means you're finally connecting to the rest of your fellow man, to the rest of humanity. And for me, that's the most brilliant thing that's happening now. How many men now are wanting to explore healing abilities? They're wanting to explore their, you know, the connectedness to other people and, and going into all these helping uh, modalities and, and whatever. So what I'm seeing is that is writing the balance that has been very male dominated for so many centuries. Now we're getting this wonderful shift, not because we want women to take over, because women's natural instinct is to be harmonious, to be in balance. And we all need that bit of masculine energy anyway 
on this planet because you know it's it's a you know it is almost a, a spiritual battle where we need that energy to say right you know this is not okay these are my boundaries this is how i need to be so in that sense we absolutely do need that and i sort of tune into my roman soldier a little bit now and again um because he comes in the other aspect and says right you're not putting up with this mary um so you know, I see the value and, and the beautiful way that it should be in, in balance. And what I'm seeing now is that balance is being redressed, as you know, you're all saying, which to me is where we're going. And how brilliant is that? Because then we can understand each other without judging. And that's the big one, isn't it? Because when we stop judging someone because they're this or they're that or they're male or they're whatever. Exactly. You know, you're human you're a soul and this this time you've chosen to incarnate as male or you've ch chosen to incarnate as female. wonderful let's explore what that means so that's my five penis before i disappear oh <laughs> 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 uh, mary thank you so much <laughs> yeah. thank you so much for joining us it's a shame you have to go but i know you've got the grandkids it's a sunday here in australia so she's got the grandkids she wants to go and see so cuddle those grandkids give them big hugs and kisses and thank you for joining us yes thank you all of you and lovely to see you and all the blessings for the rest of the morning and thank you so much for including me in this wonderful um beautiful place for this short time thank you thank you thank Please. you so much for being here we really appreciate it <laughs> have have fun with your grandbabies. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you. Who wants to jump in next with the feminine, the feminine, anchoring the feminine? Bridget. I would love to. I would love to. Wow. This this has been so beautiful. Um, I'm just really struck by all of you in such a beautiful way. And I am 100% in, in resonance with this is all about finding the balance we've played in both ways um so we've already had a you know matriarchy time period within the human earth experience mm -hmm. um and we've had the divine masculine where it is more patriarchy right um and we've we've explored the shadow aspects of both of those but i i feel now is about that divine union within ourselves we are all divine masculine, divine feminine. And I think more than anything, it's dropping into the heart space, dropping into um, really allowing our intuition, allowing our soul light, allowing all of those, those deep essence feelings that we have to guide our human experience and bring us back into balance. And really more than balance, harmony. Um, I, I feel it as harmony. It's time to release the victim, villain, hero archetypes. We have played in those for so long. And um, at least in my, in my human expression, it is time to step beyond those and to move into unity. And that includes the divine masculine and the divine feminine. But when I'm thinking about um, divine feminine, I'm, I I have that feeling of more lunar qualities rather than solar, though we can have both, right, in both. Um, I feel more of the 
you know, compassion and the empathy um, and the really intense um, intuitional qualities. Not that men cannot have that. This is not male, female that I'm talking about, right? But those aspects, definitely, as Geraldine was talking about, the surrender aspect, um, I think those are so it's almost like they're they're just not as valued in today's society. Um, and I feel like they are part of what helps us stay in our flow, right? So the more that we can embody both and just, just find that beautiful balance between them um, within our world, because without one, we're in the shadow aspects of the other, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of how it works, right? So when we, when we fully blend and merge, there is no need to label it as, you know, one or the other, because then we are both. And that is what, you know, at least what is, is occurring in my reality, is that harmony, that harmony, that unity consciousness, that balance. Um, and if we are choosing something other than that, and that's the expression we're choosing in that now moment. But it's a matter of where we want to focus and the vision that we're holding, not only for our own lives, but also the world. And I think I'm probably moving into another one of the questions, but I, I really feel like it is all about that union. Um, and to understand, you know, the union is not just divine masculine, divine feminine. It is, you know, also our multidimensionality. It's layers of union um so to speak and that may not be the most appropriate word for that but the connection um to oneness the connection to all lifting the veils um and the illusions of forgetting and separation and bringing ourselves into focus within the heart space um which is the seat of our soul now right so um it is you know essentially where we are receiving that that divine guidance and yeah i i I, I am all about, let's bring it all into harmony. Let's bring it all into balance. Um, and in the moment, it is always, um, you know, how does this feel? Number one, am I, am I acting from a place of judgment um, or am I acting from a place of discernment? Because there's a difference, right? So it is, um, you know, anything that we're judging, right, which is kind of, um it can actually be both depending on which shadow aspect you're playing in. But anywhere that we're judging is an indication to look within ourselves. If we're judging something externally, especially um, look within ourselves, because that is indication of what we are prepared and ready to move beyond, right? Whether that be healing, transmuting, you know, all the various ways, um, deep shadow work, inner work, but the divine, there's so much trauma in, in, um, the depth of polarity and duality that we've been playing in with the divine masculine um, shadow aspects, so to speak, that that inner journey is really important right now um, for both men and women and everyone, whoever, whatever your identity is. Um, so it's, it's to me, it's about looking within and finding, you know, those threads of commonality with the aspects that you're, you're desiring to move beyond. And then doing that inner work, whatever that inner work is to, you know, move beyond it. And I think that's how we achieve that harmony and that balance within our own expression. And then we can emanate that to everyone around us and be those beautiful expansion catalysts that we all are. So I think that's where I am right now with this question. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I, you. So I want to. 
I want to jump in here because I want to just come off something that Bridget said. Am, am I muted? No, I'm not muted. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had an example of this because that was so beautifully said. Well, everything's always so beautifully said, but um, I was editing. I was editing someone on the show and I was in my analytical, critical mind when you are, when you're editing, right? And I was criticizing what I was watching. And my guides came in and said to me, okay, Karen, I want you to go back and we want you to re-listen to that part that you're editing and re-listen with your heart and not your mind. Because I'm in that sort of analytical, critical mind space because I'm editing. And I said, okay. And I went back and I rewound and I listened to it. And as I listened to it again, I had a completely different experience of what I was listening to. And I just burst into tears at the beauty of what I was hearing. And I thought, wow, that was such an example of these two energies, you know, that we can get into like the critical judgmental mind and then just drop into the heart and listen with a heart-centered space. And we have a completely different experience of exactly the same thing. And right, as, as you're all saying, we need to understand how to balance that energy because there is a time when critical thinking is important and there is a time when heart-centered thinking is important and maybe we need to drop into that simultaneously all the time like we're balancing it balancing it you know we can but I think that you know as Bridget was talking about judgment like as soon as we're judging something harshly that is an indication to drop out of the head and get into the heart and then rethink it re-look at it re-listen to it and then see what your heart says about it or how you feel about it. And that's a way of anchoring. Yeah, anchoring that energy. Oh, there's little boo-boo. What's his name again? The dog. Oh, Willow. <laughs> Willow. The dog. She's a she. I've had the cat. But yeah, so beautifully said. Thank you. Who, who, who are... You know what? I want to add something real quick too, because I can't believe you just gave that example. Because the reason that I was piping in there, I was going to give a, almost an identical example of where I'm editing the book right now. We, the experiencers that I'm writing and going through this process, I would be like, "Oh my God, what are they? What are they talking about?" And then I would have to go back and I'd say, "Okay, I'm just going to shut it." I'm just going to put it down. I'm going to walk away. And when I would come back, the words, it was almost like they rearranged themselves and they spoke so differently to me than they did the first time. And when you shared that information about being in that critical mind, that analytical thinking of the editing, I was like, wow, we all are in the flow here today. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I just wanted to add that real quickly and i know that uh vivian you had your hand up are you ready to share i am thank you for asking absolutely i love this question and i feel it in my being uh, i'm also part of the arcturus council of the 12 high priestess and part of our secret embodiment, if we want to call it this way, is that we truly embody the secret archetypes of creator in a complete balance and harmonious way. This is something that I really feel deeply with my being. And this is something that we also see coming through 
for people, for human beings more, and about releasing the old frequencies of old pattern and distorted aspect of the divine masculine and the divine feminine of creator. And especially that's been encoded on the planet for so long. I mean, at some point in the earth history, there's been a more female energy leading energy or there has been a masculine leading energy. And as we see it today, either way, human beings throughout their, their true history, they have explored both aspects. So we, we seek more and more those release of the old patterns, the encoded, the distorted version of both aspects. And you're returning more in terms of stepping into the embodiment of your true creator expression with these sacred archetypes that you call the great feminine and the great masculine energies. I'm looking at beings of light, like the angelic beings, the archangels, angels, different star beings who are completely in harmony, completely in balance with both aspects of creator. There's no one or the other, or there's completely an emergence of all those aspects. So we see with joy, the new human template coming in into the these new archetypes of the feminine and what it represents. I, we also sense that in as the um, the time of ascension, as you're moving more and more into an enlightened state of consciousness, this concept of am I embodying the feminine and the masculine is also shifting. It's going to mean different things. It's no longer being in the same same radiance as you perceive them right now love is the ultimate substance of of all so of course your heart is always and shall always be your leading force your leading guide so this is a really important place to come back to we also invite everyone to step back into a more balanced energetic expression of what does it mean for you to embody more the divine feminine allowing your spiritual journey to unfold with the divine masculine. And divine masculine is really about compassion, actually. And we see that with the masculine expression in men and women, both returning to a true space of compassion with the embodiment of nurturing, feeling, allowing yourself to be free in our expression, that you're allowing yourself to express your emotions, letting go of the cultural patterns and coding influence whether in ancestral patterns we see that in many countries around the globe clearing these old patterns that have limited the expression of both masculine and feminine in men and women and allowing yourself to also shift on a more conscious energetic level and that's also part of the enlightened uh, ascension process and finding your inner divine bliss Yes, divine bliss to find your own inner balance, what it represents to you to bring in more divine feminine expression with a complete balance and a harmony of the divine masculine and how you're able to relearn to attune yourself in these points. You know, I love what Barbara mentioned earlier in terms of recognizing through a smile, a thank you, I am grateful for you. And that really allows that expression on a day-to-day. And, and be able to vocal your, your divine 
a communication opening of throat chakra. This is a lot of opening to the throat, which is also allow the opening of the divine heart center and listening, listening to the wisdom, the ancientness of your heart center. You are ancient beings, you are old souls, and they are newer soul on the planet as well. Not all, not everyone is on the same level of mastery, but at the same time, we are learning, teaching, and supporting one another in our expression. So would definitely welcome back these sacred archetypes back on the planet in that fifth dimensional expression. Wow, I love that you said that compassion is a part of the divine masculine. As, as you said that, Vivian, I was thinking of so many embodiment of that, like the Dalai Lama, Nittahan, you know, who left his body recently. There's just so many examples of the embodiment of the masculine divine you know the divine masculine in compassion because i think that we attribute compassion to a feminine to a feminine energy do we do we do we contribute compassion to being feminine what do you think geraldine mm, i think that let's see that's very interesting actually i'm thinking i'm processing that same <laughs> that same comment that vivian was saying i'm processing that um yeah, I, I almost, I mean, you, you can only find compassion, I think, uh, once you're okay with seeing, with uh, no longer being afraid of the unknown. I think when you're no longer afraid of being uh, fear of the unknown, you're capable of seeing all potential perspectives and therefore then feeling compassion. So this is how I look at it. So uh, I'm not sure if I can allocate that to a certain sex. I think it's when the merging occurs that uh -huh. you can actually be able to embody some of that compassion, but very, very in interesting. Yeah, comment. Yeah. I may ask I to that aspect um, just very quickly, if that's okay with everybody. So when we talk about compassion come from the divine masculine, it's really in relation to the new archetypes that come directly from creator expression. And if you look at any evolutionary process of any planetary system, um, civilizations, whether it's intergalactic, interstellar, anywhere into the sacred matrix of life, we have observed that at some point of evolution, everyone to some degree has entered into that emergence of these archetypes and to recognize that in reality, we are that reflection through creator. And this is something that's very important to really return to. And the same thing as you relate to each other and see each other to the eyes of the heart where I can see you. So we can pass by the judgment of the personality persona. Uh, do you smile? Don't you don't smile? I like this. I don't like this. And being able to be able to see through the wisdom of the heart and in the heart, you are both perfectly merged with the divine expression and divine masculine energy. And that's very much in our expression to the true renewed expression of the archetype of our creator. Totally. And, and I also wanted to add something that's very interesting. We're kind of creating a new kind of human. It's a new way of looking and dealing with one another. We're going through a learning curve, I think, because we're having to kind of deconstruct all of the programs of what a woman should look like, act like, a man should look like, act like as a product of programming, and then as the new human. You know, and that's something that I'm noticing a lot in my healing sessions as well as interrelationally. You know, sometimes the woman may feel threatened when they see a 
man that comes more into their feminine and sometimes vice versa the man might feel more threatened when they see a woman come more into their uh you know masculine so we're going through a, a learning curve uh through this process where things are readjusting and the other side of that compassion is a key element to be able to go through these little uh you know bumpy moments until we come onto the other side of this unity yeah exactly definitely definitely thank you so much everyone so much love thank you vivian who else wants to have a go at talking about how we're anchoring the divine feminine and um you know creating more balance here on planet earth who hasn't spoken Robert. yes hi thank you for that thank you geraldine uh yes i i'm i'm from having reincarnated lives and being a walk-in, it, it gave me the aspect of the masculine and the feminine. And, you know, being a female, a feminine warrior gave me the feminine masculine. And so once I broke down the programming, and there is mass programming of our sexes, our genders, the roles that we are meant to play, you know, adverts, everything around us is bombarding up, bombarding us, NLP programming, right, right from generationals. And we come in with the aspect of being under somebody else's program of this is how you are because you are in this vessel, you are in this structure, this format, these are the roles that you're going to play. But when, when you take away all the programming, you come down to the essence. It's, it's not about whether you're female or male. You have to merge the both together. If you're out there in the wilderness, you have to rely on yourself to survive. You, it doesn't matter whether you're female or male. You have to find your inner strength, your inner knowledge to be able to survive out there. And I believe that, you know, I work with a lot of both, both males and females. And on, on the feminine side, we have a lot of issues of self-worth, identity, respect, courtesy, the, you know, all of those. But this comes down to programming. And, and it has a lot to be, you know, we have to get rid of that programming. We have to bring back the, you know, the equalness. Yes, everybody has emotions. Once we learn the languages of what's behind the emotions, how these emotions work, how they affect us from a day-to-day -day basis, you know, my appreciation is the same as the male appreciation for what's out there. You know, once you are both allowed to be out there and help an animal birth or, or, or help an animal pass on, you know, get rid of the, the false evidence appearing real factors and the programming factors, we want the same thing at the end of the day. We want to know who we are. We want to know where we're going. We want only the best for each other out there. We would expect that our neighbors down the road will give us a hand if we need it. We, we expect that if there's somebody on the side of the road and they can't fend for themselves, that you're going to step in, not walk away. This is what we all want. Once we get rid of the, the programming that's created the forms of division, we are no longer that division. We are now once again unity. We are that one essence, both masculine and feminine. 
once we step back into ourselves and go, thank you for being here and sharing this journey with me, share your journey, let me know your experiences in that vessel, it's going to be totally different to the same masculine over there because they've had their journey. Same as the, the feminine on this side. We've all had different experiences through birthing or non-birthing and, and being feminine and, and, and being ridiculed for the way we look or the way we speak or how we carry ourselves. Deportment, finishing school, you know, it's the same for the male generation. You're expected to chop that log because that woman can't do it. You know, that's not true. You take away that facade. We are all here together having this experience. We need to take into consideration that experience. We've all come from different areas. But at the end of the day, we just want the same thing. This is our embodiment. We are here as guardians well, on a multidimensional. We, we've got to protect our dimensional selves, our dimensional aspects, because you know, there's so many forms of programs and hijacking that we are discovering there's so much more to us. And this is us coming back into ourselves, masculine and feminine. The, the, we take away the divisions. We have divinity. Okay. This is where we come to the, the oneness. Again, we are center point. We are that balance. When you stand there and you have your blindfold on and you've got your scales, you can't tell which is right and wrong in those scales. You just got to weigh that balance. You are that center point. It doesn't matter whether you're male or female. You still have to come up with knowing what is right and what is wrong and going with that aspect. It's going to change every five seconds. But as long as you are truthful to yourself and stand in that knowledge, that acceptance, you can trust in yourself. You know, this, this is where I'm at with this this whole male female I've I've been male in previous lifetimes and incarnations and and I'm female in this incarnation but I still go out there and chop that wood when I'm going to be cold and I need to have a fire or I, I grind down that wheat if I need to make a loaf of bread for somebody in the house who needs a feed you know um, take away the division people this is it there's so much creative division. We don't need this rubbish anymore. We don't live in this disposable society. We all have transferable skills, knowledges. Now we step back into being able to use these abilities. That's all really I've got to say on that one. <laughs> so, you know. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I, I am totally in agreement. <laughs> Right. And, you know, I think having the matriarchal lineage, then coming in, having this patriarchal lineage is the perfect opportunity in this lifetime to have that divine balance. And I think that what you're talking about is walking that divine balance in all things that you do. So thank you so much for bringing that forward. Just be your higher selves. Just, you know, Absolutely. magic is out there for us all. Just step into your higher self without the the painted he, she. You know, it, one thing I've always said, it doesn't matter the skin you're in. Okay. Right. It doesn't matter right. the skin you're in. I love that. Yeah. Uh, 
We're all souls having a human experience. We're all in this together. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Who, who hasn't spoken about this that would like to speak? Anybody? Remove spotlight. Leah, have you have you said something? I did actually at the beginning, but I oh, just want to say that I am just in awe of all you amazing women and your insights and your knowledge. And uh, it's just absolutely amazing to listen to you all. And thank you so much. It's, it's a, an honor to be here. There's lots of comments on the streaming platforms that I haven't got to. Uh, Rachel says, some women are challenged by their idea of what a man is. It is so important that our men connect more with their empathy and emotional side and that in those moments we hold space for them but not ridicule them, holding them in, our, in their exploration and opening to their innermost being, loving being here. Thank you all. Yeah, there's stacks of comments, um, the portal to ascension. I just want to honour Alan and Neil again for streaming this on uh, their platforms, New Realities with Alan Steinfeld and Portal to Ascension with, with Neil Gore. Um, there's um, Yes Man, Female, Yeshua Divine, Masculine Energy, somebody says, The New Humanity, Yes, Much Programming, Love and Compassion. There's stacks of comments, but I just I can't, I can't get to them all. But, you know, we've been talking about the divine feminine, and I think that you know, when we're not in our divine feminine, the feminine energy, as I witness it in myself and others, <laughs> is has been that jealousy. I don't think men sort of get jealous of each other, that comparison, that competition in that comparison. Maybe I'm wrong about that. As I'm thinking that, I'm thinking, no, <laughs> men do that too. But uh, <laughs> I'm thinking, no, I'm wrong about that. They do compare with each other, don't they? And um, get jealous of each other, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's really just one energy, isn't it? So we're coming up to the end of the next hour. Shall we take a break and let everyone go and have a cup of tea? <laughs> and I'll play some videos. I'll play some of uh, more of Leah's videos and some of uh, Larissa's videos. And we'll come back on the hour. We've got about seven minutes, seven or eight minutes. And we'll come back for the next question. We'll be discussing, what's the next question? Sheila? Okay, the next question is, what is the consciousness and new energies coming in? And how is this changing the game of life on planet Earth? Yeah, great so question. Do you see one? So this is an opportunity for people to, because it's a four-hour conference, for people to go and have something to eat, go to the toilet, have a cup of tea, <laughs> and I'll play some more of the videos. It's a bit clunky with the sharing on Zoom, but um, here we go. Beautiful. Thank you, Karen.
I didn't realize I had Leah's chair <laughs> on the spotlight. Oh, well. Oh, well, a few technical difficulties. Oh, Everyone's yeah. just coming back, coming back into the room. Did you all get a cup of tea? Larissa's yes. back. Woo! Yay. <laughs> welcome, welcome. welcome. Thanks welcome. for joining us. I'm telling you, that video just gets me right here, Leah. That oh, is, oh. thank you. Thank it you. is so heart touching and I can just feel like these soft vibrations moving through my body. Thank oh, you so much for preparing you. that. That's, that's beautiful. Simply so exquisite, exquisite videos. I'm going to play some of Larissa's music a bit later. And um, maybe if we've got time, Larissa might, I don't know, belt out a tune for us maybe at the end I don't know we'll, we'll see how we go but so far so good we're running on time aren't we absolutely we're, do we're doing okay <laughs> we're doing okay we're doing okay and I'm really excited um about our second half we've got some phenomenal questions um and we're going to just lead right in with this third hour. What is the consciousness and the new energies that are coming in? And how is this changing the game of life on planet Earth? And, you know, the reality of it is, I think a lot of what we've been talking about is this conscious change. Because... Right now on this planet, we are being inundated with all of these new energies, all of these photonic and the solar radiations and the plasma and everything that's coming in to help nurture, to help break away all those crusties that, you know, we still have attached to us. And to help us be able to bring in more and more of those new light codes, you know, one of the things I always tell everybody is if you have the opportunity to go out at least 15 minutes during the day and allow that sun just to touch, you know, right on that thymus area so you can bring in those new codes that's coming in through our sun from the great central sun. 
because things are changing. And I, I, I think all of us, as we look around, can see how rapidly they're beginning to change. We've like picked up this momentum. And I believe that what this is leading us to is this shift in our consciousness. And as we shift our consciousness, we shift our own realities. And so um, I can't wait to hear what you guys have to share. Who wants to go first? Yay, Larissa! <laughs> Come on up. Hmm. Well, I, right around the beginning of the pandemic, I had this incredible download that it was shown that no matter what it looks like on the outside of why we're in the situation that we're in on the planet right now, no matter who is responsible, no matter, you know, because there's so many different ways and feelings around that. But the bigger perspective, like the, the, the higher perspective from the soul view, um, seeing that really clearly that this is a time of cocooning. The, and I don't know if anyone spoke to this earlier, but literally we are in this incredible chrysalis right now. We have gone into the cocoon. It's been uh, almost, it was thrust upon us, but for very, for, for high necessity as we have been really off track for a long time um, in the sense that we were outgrowing our developmental stage that we were in and I like to liken it to the the toddler so to speak the toddler that looks to mommy and daddy you know as the god and the goddess out there so to speak to take care of us and we have been preparing to move into this new developmental stage which is that of the, the teenager, the adolescent more to, closer to, which is our sacral chakra, which is the Kundalini awakening. In order to do that, we have to have this, this time of complete dissolving. And so we are in this process of dissolving the old forms, the, the limiting beliefs that we've come from, and within that dissolving, that caterpillar soup, so to speak, that we've that we've been this gooey soup that we've been in for a while, there is this beautiful becoming. The imago cells know exactly what they're doing, and we all we need to do is relax and trust that that on the other side of this this experience there is an incredible light and new world that is awaiting us as we allow for ourselves to to calibrate to the awakening that's happening within ourselves which i like to think of the kundalini awakening as this incredible opportunity to evolve the nervous system and it's like the second puberty of humanity and it births us into into the sacral chakra where we start to feel like the teenager our own power 
where we bond, you know, with those around us. Um, we link arms and hearts with others like we're doing right now. Like when were we doing this before, right? When did we have, like, when did we have the desire to meet in such a way with other people with like-hearted visions uh, and downloads and understandings? This is the time of the we. And those of us who have had this awakening are, I feel, have been called upon to be in service to help midwife, so to speak, this birthing process to the next level of who we are, which I see is, which I've been shown is like the teenager. I've, I was shown a while ago that, that our chakra system, that it's actually we have the different stages of life overlaid on our chakra system and that we have been sitting in the root in the child for a very, very long time. <laughs> and now we are literally, it's, it's kind of like do or die. You know, we're birthing ourselves into the next chakra, into the sacral chakra. And, and we are breaking the old paradigms or breaking down the old forms as teenagers will do. And we're starting to look at authority going, I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't, I think I have a better way of doing this than I'm seeing right now. This don't feel right. <laughs> you know, so the rebellious teenager that comes forward and starts to stand up to what we perceive as being out of alignment with this next um, transmission so to speak. So this is what I've been sitting within. This is the download that started coming and even more so integrating at a, at deeper and deeper levels into my own body because it's one thing to have the, the idea or the knowledge. It's another thing to stand under that knowledge to understand and to actually have cellular receivership of that knowledge, right? To become the transmission of that. Absolutely. Yeah, this is the time of applying the wisdom, not just knowing it. Yeah. I just want to tell people that um, might not know uh, the audience and the goddesses here that Larissa has just come out of how many days, darling? How many days did you do? Three and a half days. Three and a half days. I thought it was a week. God, three and a half days sounds better. Of dark retreat where you're in complete darkness 24-7 right? Yeah. Yep. No speck of light. You can't see your hand and complete sound deprivation, a room built into the earth, literally in the womb of the ma. And, and you go to sleep, you wake up, it's still dark and you cannot, you can't see anything <laughs> at all. It's profound. It's, it's beyond <laughs> anything I could have ever imagined. Yeah. I'd love to get you back on the show to talk about it because it fascinates me. Uh, It scares me. It terrifies me and fascinates me at the same time. But it is a deep dive into your inner world, right, into the inside because you've got no distraction outside. (laughs) Look at Leah's face. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to know what went through your mind. Yes, I'd love to hear about that experience. Yeah, you really get to hear yourself. Mm. It's Mm. profound. I don't know anything that this is, I would say it was the most profound experience that I've ever had other than giving birth to my daughter. Wow, yeah. It's so interesting. After you mentioned it on the show, I had another beautiful 
cosmic goddess on the show called Jasmine. Uh, do you know Jasmine, Leah? She's an Australian Lucin. Do you know Jasmine, uh, Larissa? Yeah, and she she talked about the dark retreats too. And, and you and her were the only two people I've ever heard talk about it. And I'm like, oh, wow, that was synchronistic because Larissa was just telling me about it. I don't know if we actually spoke about that on camera or off camera. I think we spoke about it off camera. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it just fascinates me. All righty. What, what are we talking about again? Sorry, I've gone off track. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about uh, the consciousness and the new energies right. that's coming in and right. how they're uh, shifting and shaping the planet. Yeah. Who else wants to talk about that? Jump on, jump on, jump in, pop in. What about Vivian? Vivian. Of course, with pleasure. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, both of you, Sheila and Karen. We love you. You're amazing. Oh, we love oh, you we too. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, he's Consciousness. Back. Yes, beautiful. Ah, consciousness and new energies. It's really part of the process. What I love about the journey and listening to each and every one of you and everyone who are listening and will be listening, is that it becomes, we start to understand and perceive that there are many paths that leads to enlightenment or ascension. And honoring your path to your own ascension enlightenment is very important. Like Larissa talked about the dark retreat. I am too much of a being of the light. I need the light. I couldn't stay more than five minutes in a dark room. Mm -mm. I'm a being of the great central sun and I need the rays of light every day. And this is how I, this is part of my journey. But you know what I love about this listening to, I am listening to your, your, your journey and how it is very meaningful to you and to see you thriving, blossoming, becoming the best of who you are. And this is exactly what the intergalactic beings, uh, your star brothers and sisters that we profoundly represent. We rejoice to see our, beautiful sisters and brothers of earth stepping into their own and what it means for each and every one of us every one of you all together consciousness healing the fragmentation of the past healing and integrate multiple soul aspect of who you are you are holographic multidimensional beings you are so vast and infinite and at the same time we're seeing you embracing more that aspect of you, it starts to come in, whether you go into the sacred room, whether you go into intergalactic realms, celestial, the great central sun, the core of the earth, ultimately is the core of your being. And we have also observing how much there are much more new opportunities to come to a state of awareness, to realize really much where we are at that stage and what these new energies already meant in calling into our life how do you utilize my question we have for you is how do you utilize these new energies how it shape the direction of life the meaning of life is no longer the old cliche of finding a career working nine to five for 30 40 years and once you get there you can you'll be able to get a vacation and enjoy and be happy. We are transcending these absolutely pre-programmed structure imposed in a third dimensional false matrix reality and how we are observing everyone 
stepping into their own, redefining uh, how many clients that I have the joy of working with people from all over the world. I must do at least 100 sessions per month in addition to everything else. And the commonality I hear is people are stepping into new inspiration and creativity. Mm -hmm. I want to be on my path. I want to be able to bring services. How can I serve? How can I know what I'm here to do? And I hear that question a lot. So one thing we can lovingly share with you is allowing yourself to shift into a more fluidity perception and letting go of the rigidity of the mental construct all of the pattern, the limiting belief, whether it's stored in your subconscious level, not the unconscious, whether it's from generational timelines, whether it's your ancestral, and all the blueprint, the, the false blueprint that we see healing from the earth. This is part of the new energies. We also observing that the many overlapping perceptive reality that everybody lives in, we're starting to be a more cohesive reality. It's no longer all these layers are overlapping and coexisting with each other. My reality, your reality, their reality. We're starting to step into a more cohesive level of perceiving how life, the flow of life itself. And what does it mean for you? New consciousness, it's about spiritual maturity. If you look at the enlightened intergalactic groups, those who really come to support you and your power, they have stepped into their spiritual maturity, which means that they understand the process. So we're here to assist, to encourage, to inspire, and to move together, uh, returning as equal. It's also having empathic responses. What does it mean? Empathic responses is really to follow the true wisdom, the knowledge, the encoding, all the ages that you carry within your heart. It is the core of your soul. It's the process of reascension. You are reascending. Many of you have already reached this level of ascension. So we are going back into that process. And many masters have returned with a new energies, new encoding of light structure, consciousness, to simply says, remember. Remember, this, is, this has been you all along. You just forgot. And now we're going back into uplifting an entire civilization and a celestial being called earth or terra in that midst of reascension and honor your path uh, looking at how much many of us have already started to awaken and every time you awaken every time you step forward in your light you become a catalyst of acceleration for that evolution you're creating ripple effect onto the planet, into the collective consciousness, and I would say even beyond the earth, beyond your solar system, the earth has become such a model, an example for other civilizations for which you have no knowledge of. So it is tremendous, tremendous time we're in. Honor your space and always listen to the greatness of your heart. Wow, beautiful. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Viviana. I'm going to, well, I've got feedback. Have I got feedback? Uh, I, I'm going to read a couple of things um, 
happening online there's so many comments welcome back somebody says this is so beautiful i think that was the um video that we played uh now where, where was it somebody was talking about you vivian um where are we sorry i'm just looking on so many how do we participate oh gosh i've lost it somebody was saying uh i was incredibly afraid of the dark as a child the darkness retreat sounds very confronting uh, for a very brave soul and somebody says here that was blessed by the best said that gail says i just love barbara lamb she keeps her info simple and clear no imagination and stories and somebody was raving about you vivian oh i love listening to vivian they say uh sugar bee says that and uh, wendy says how do we participate in conscious evolution where human thinking starts to understand the interconnectedness of all things and helps us turn towards renewal and regeneration during this transition well that's a big question not one that we're discussing right now or maybe we are <laughs> what are we discussing right now again sheila new energy uh, the new energies new consciousness on the planet yes new energies hitting the planet yeah who, who else wants to um Barbara. Yeah, well, on a very simple level, kind of a mundane level, but I think it fits in with all of this, is that more and more people, men and women, are coming to me these days. It's been happening for a couple of years now. Uh, more and more people are coming to me for regression work to find out what their true purpose is here mm -hmm. in this life. So these people um, have uh, grown up to be in their 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s, typically. And um, there is so much need out there in people to know why they're here, that they feel like it's for a special reason, yeah. you know, rather than all the the life reasons that we, we all are here for and karmic lessons and everything. But more and more people and I emphasize, including men, um, are really wondering what their true reason is for being here in this lifetime. And they want a regression uh, to uh, go back into their higher aspects. I emphasize that it's their higher knowing, their higher self, and even their soul knowing that they can access that way. And um, it's always turned out to be very, very meaningful for these people. And sometimes uh, before they come for a session, uh, they're already doing their purpose, but they hadn't realized that that's what their purpose was. And uh, sometimes they've already had an inkling, oh, I should be doing more healing. And yet they hadn't really thought that that was a valid reason for being here. But anyway, I'm, I'm seeing it in, you know, quite a spread of humanity here, uh, more and more people wakening and wondering. I don't think that that was very prevalent um, decades ago. I mean, I, I never talked to people more than about, say, five years ago, who really were spending a lot of time thinking why am i here what is my true purpose yeah so that's part of the consciousness i think yeah. that is happening at least quite a bit here on earth and that's a very good thing i think 
So, so you think, Barbara, that the energy hitting the plant, the new energy is coming in is specifically for that purpose, to awaken people to their soul's purpose and not their ego's desires. Because the ego think- wants to be rich and famous and all that sort of stuff, you know, and find the lover and get the stuff and go, drive the new car, but the soul might have another idea. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I do think that's part of the uh, larger consciousness. I think there are many aspects to that. Um, but And also, again, from sort of an earthly, uh, mundane level, you know, more and more people of all generations are uh, paying more attention to the cosmos, Mm. to the universe. Um, And the UFO phenomenon has a lot to do with that. And inquiries that are even going on by various governments. Um, So I think our framework of attention as a world culture uh, has really enlarged. And with that, not only interest in the universe and what's going on out there with the planets and are there really other beings out there as so many of us know that there are, um, it's just a very important thing. And I think that probably it's true that pretty much worldwide, the consciousness of most of the people has really expanded. And it was many people that takes in a whole spiritual perspective as well. I, I meet so many people, as probably many of you do, who uh, were brought up in a particular um, very uh, dedicated uh, spiritual tradition, Catholic face and uh, other face. And um, and then as they've become adults, they realize, wait a minute, there, there's so much more to this than what I've been taught. And I think that some of what I've been taught may be incorrect. So they're searching on a spiritual religious level as well, depending on whatever their background was. And then there are many people who were not brought up in any religious tradition. And, and they're beginning to think, you know, there, there must be more to life than this 3D commercial life that I'm living. Um, there must be more meaning to it. There must be more to reality than what we're living in. So I think that's all part of this larger consciousness, or at least this is how I see some of it playing out here um, on the very common earthly level. And I think that's encouraging. I agree. I agree, Barbara. Very encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. We are in amazing times. For people that have been doing this work, I think that most of you have for a long time. Uh, we can see that evolutionary process. We can see the shift happening. I remember like 20 years ago, I was running the Academy of Light. I was in my 30s and um, we were talking about all this stuff, but I didn't see anything changing. How about you, Leah? You know, you're doing all the grid stuff. I just didn't see anything like the world changing. And I remember thinking, I don't see this ascension thing happening. I don't see the world changing, but that, you can't say that today, right? can't say that that's exactly right i think it is interesting we have been talking about you know this ascension process for the last you know two three decades or whatever but as you say karen 
you know, it's all seemed like, you know, there's been a deep knowing within us that it's there, but, you know, where is it? How is it manifesting? Not, you know, but now it's really things that have accelerated. And I think, you know, Barbara seeing it on a very, uh, you know, day-to-day -day level and the change of consciousness and the, the quest that people are demonstrating for this, you know, really wanting to get to the core of why they're here. <clears throat> I think many of us probably had that as children where we knew we were sort of marked for something. There was something that we were supposed to do. But I really think that um, there are a number of energies that are contributing to that change of consciousness and the acceleration of it. I think there are the planetary energies you know, the, apart from the um, sort of ever-present equinoxes and solstice and whatever, we're seeing in the last few years all of these massively rare planetary alignments, all these planets lining up, you know, first to once-in-a-lifetime things. There's a lot of that going on, and that's really pushing us into another energetic sort of mode, whether we like it or not, we've got no option. And then there are all the galactic frequencies, you know, all of us here have had our different experiences of that and how that is coming through and how we're also helping to give access to that, uh, to other people with that in our own various ways. And then the solar radiation, as you spoke about as well, Sheila, you know, getting that um, standing out and receiving the solar um, codes that in 2012 was a kind of a turning point, I think, and a tipping point where I saw things beginning to, to manifest. I, um, <clears throat> that's the end of the mind calendar, of course, and the doomsday scenario, which, you know, probably none of us really bought into, but a lot of people did. But on that day, I was pushed to go into the studio on the solstice of that year, the 21st of the 12th. 1212 12, and uh, to bring through because I was told that there would be massive frequencies coming onto the planet on that day and they wanted me to basically embed those frequencies into the music that people could then um, access on in an ongoing fashion but that those frequencies would be helping to I suppose activate people and also helping them particularly to integrate these new frequencies that were coming in. So that was 2012. And then in 2013, I got another, and it was probably the clearest instruction I'd ever received. It was compelling that I needed to go out and do this tour. And my work is called the Sounds of Sirius, but this was to be called the Sounds of Source Tour. And they told me that I needed to make myself available to transmit these new frequencies that we're going to assist people to integrate the solar frequencies that were coming in, these new solar radiation frequencies. Because as I discovered, um, a lot some scientists were discovering that really the solar radiation can be a very um, dramatic trigger for consciousness. Uh, it can, they knew that the cells interact with electromagnetic activity, and they were also finding that their, the neuro, neuronal pathways, also neurological pathways, were also re reacting to, to this uh, solar radiation. And there was one scientist, Dieter Broers was his name, and uh, he basically felt very strongly 
that the sun was triggering a massive evolutionary leap in consciousness. Mm-hmm. So that tied in very well. That made sense for me about why I was being given this instruction to go out. So I went out and I did these um, um, events in throughout Australia or in different regions of Australia in the major cities. But I was told to do four major events in each place, one in the north, south, east and west, the cardinal points. And by doing that, it was creating this vortex, um, as they told me, a pillar of light where all of this energy was coming in. And I had to bring through also this um, crystal called the source stone, which looks like this is one of the master source stones. And this was a 10-sided decagon. And this was basically to help people to anchor these frequencies that were coming in and help them to integrate them. Because what Dieter Brewers recognized was that although increased solar activity can uh, shows evidence of, you know, um, probably big leaps in creativity and innovation in humanity, it can also have the other effect of throwing people completely off balance. They get psychically unbalanced and the people end up in mental institutions without knowing why. And there was already evidence of that happening at that time. So these frequencies were to basically help people to integrate and anchor those solar frequencies that are coming in. So they are very powerful because it is coming from the great central sun through our sun into our body with these photonic light codes and our bodies are not used to it. So the other thing is the crystal energy. I think there's a huge upstep in the power of the crystalline frequencies on the planet at the moment and what they are actually doing for us. Um, You know, if you notice a lot more in the mainstream now are talking about crystals, a lot more people are having crystals and even crystal skulls and things like that. It's become a much more mainstream thing. And I think that it is the harmonization and the activation of the crystalline grid at this stage is also really helping us to integrate all of these new frequencies. And what it's doing is because crystal amplifies the crystalline uh, uh, energies and the grid, the crystalline grid is amplifying the energy that's coming in through the galactic and the the solar um, avenues. And uh, again, in my work, I've been called to make these, you know, large crystal grids very often on planetary times, you know, the solstice, the equinox or whatever. And it's creating the same effect. It's creating this pillar of light, a vortex, and all the energies are coming in and then rippling out through the song lines and the ley lines and out through the ethers and out through this new newly activated crystalline grid with these master crystals that have been dormant since the time of Atlantis when they were shut down because they were basically being misused. Now those are being reactivated again. There are new Lemurian crystals that are being um, sort of uh, sort of being planted in the ether. And these are all really helping us to change our structure And even I had this most amazing experience, actually, a couple of weeks ago, I was here in my room, I have this amazing crystal skull that is in my care called Solar, it's like we're soul partners. He's a massive 33 kilo crystal skull. And I was communing with Solar, I had my forehead to his and 
all of a sudden I was connected to the crystal skull grid of light. I was connecting with all these major crystal skulls throughout the planet. And I had my hand on these two other crystal skulls. And then the next thing was I was told to lie down on the floor with my head in the center of these, all these other crystal skulls on the floor. There were 42 of them. I counted them later. And uh, I had my head in the middle. I was surrounded by all of these crystal skulls. And uh, I suddenly had this realization. Oh, my God. I've become a crystal skull. I just saw my head as complete crystal. And then I realized that I really was part of the crystal skull grid of light. And then I went out. I lost consciousness. When I came back into consciousness again, I found myself again communing with all these crystal skulls. And then it was like with x-ray eyes, I started to look down my body and I realized that my entire skeleton had transformed into crystal. I was actually crystal. So that really blew me away. And it reminded me of what a lot of um, quite a number of light workers have been speaking about in the last couple of decades that we are transforming physically from a carbon base to a more crystalline base. And that to me was basically evidence of that. So I think these frequencies are doing a number of things. These galactic, planetary, solar, crystalline frequencies, they're changing us physically. They're changing our DNA. They're activating our pineal gland. They're changing us at cellular level. They're plugging us back into source and they're helping us to remember who we are. They're helping us to awaken. They're helping us to remember that we are a spark of the original cosmic source. We are not just a physical body and we must awaken now and remember who we are. And I think really important in that is what Sheila said as well. These energies are so intense. Many of us are not coping well with them. You know, if we haven't been on a spiritual path, if we haven't been uh, aware of this sort of inner workings of ourself and who we really are, then we can be finding it very, very difficult to cope with these energies physically, mentally, and emotionally at the moment. So I think it is really important one thing we can do to ground ourselves is to be in nature. And it is such an amazing thing. You can be totally fried energetically and emotionally. You get out onto the beach or you get out in nature and within five, 10 minutes, you're suddenly back, you know? So I think it's really important that we're aware of all of these energies coming in, but at the same time that we realize we are in physical form. We've chosen to be here in a physical vehicle at this time. And I think what we are being asked to be, in a sense, is the bridge between heaven and earth. I've always found it much easier to be up there and out in the cosmos. But what I've come to understand through the years is that that's useless. <laughs> no point being out there all the time. We're here on this earth. It's no good unless you're bringing that energy in through your body and grounding it onto, into the earth plane for the benefit of yourself and the whole entire humanity and Mother Gaia herself. 
So we need to become the bridge. We need to become the human bridge between heaven and earth. And I think it is massively exciting at the moment to have all these energies here helping us. It's very, very difficult at times to remember that. And uh, as I said, we do get fried a lot of the time, particularly now, but there is um, an acceleration of people waking up. And I think it's, you know, maybe it's going to be like the Bible said, in the blink of an eye, we'll be there. I think that's maybe how it will happen. We'll just like that. We'll step through the veil and we'll be there. At the moment, we've got a foot in either world. I think we're straddling two worlds at the moment. And we just now need to make that quantum leap to go fully into the 5D. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally agree, especially, you know, when you're talking about in 2012, how we had all these massive frequencies coming to the planet. And at, in my viewpoint, that's when we all shifted into those 4D beings. But the issue has been people have still been so attached, so unable to acknowledge where they truly were and they've been working through that all of this time and now we've kind of progressed up on that scale and we're just at that tipping point so I think you're right uh, also that things are just going to happen so quickly that we're going to transition <clears throat> yeah Barbara go ahead yes anyway thank you so much for that Leah that was just absolutely beautiful and, and very helpful. I'd like to add that another indication about something very special happening is the crop circle phenomenon, wow. which I studied for 27 years in England each summer. And um, you see, it, it's really true that there are very special energies being applied to the earth when a crop circle is made. And my understanding from all these years of study is that they are coming from higher beings out there in space, and they make them in various ways. But they, the genuine ones, the ones made by these special beings, um, rather than the few man-made ones, the genuine ones definitely have a different energy in them. And scientifically, we can measure that in various ways. And um, the, the understanding here is that these energies coming from afar are helping to not only nourish the earth in that area, uh, but they're helping to awaken the ancient wisdom because many of these crop circles happen in the areas of ancient megalithic stones mm -hmm. from many many centuries ago it might be a few thousand years ago and the energies oh as you said too were shut off at some point because they were being misused but now these energies are coming to reawaken these special energies. A lot of them are healing energies as well, as well as consciousness raising energies. So um, 
it was said by an 11th dimensional being who channeled through my friend Judith Moore um, that going into a crop circle and experiencing that energy actually changes your DNA. Wow. It enhances your DNA so that you are more open and receptive to this greater spiritual reality. So I, I think that's a wonderful gift that's happening on the earth these years. Barbara, have you sat in a crop circle? Have you entered a crop or has anyone here sat in a crop circle? Oh, I've Yes, I've sat in probably 2,000 of them. Wow. And, and would lie down in them, meditate in them. And, wow. um, oh, and help yeah. create them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your, your, your ET aspect helped create them, not the human aspect. <laughs> no, I'm not a hoaxer. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I was I was referring to your story when you had the opportunity to travel with the beans as one of the crop circles was actually being created. Yes. Not a hoaxer, but the actual creation. Oh, the real the real thing. The yes. real thing. And that was done um with uh four beings, two of them as pilots in a very small craft. I'd say it was only about 20 feet in diameter, 30 at the most. And um, yeah, very, very quick, very efficient, uh, just wonderful. They sent down some, I don't know what it was because all I could hear from being in the craft was a sort of a swooshing noise as if somebody had suddenly turned on a fire hose. Yeah. And that swooshing wow. noise, whatever it actually was, uh, is what seemed to lay down the crops in a beautiful crop circle pattern. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've heard a debate about the Mother Gaia is creating them, and then people say the ETs are creating them. But from that level of consciousness, Mother Gaia and the ETs are one, and it's a communion. You know, it's Mother Gaia and the ETs working together, right? It's, you know, as so. humans, we do this either or thing, you know, it's them, no, yeah. it's them. Mm. <laughs> but it's, um, it's always a oneness perspective, a, a collaborative, a co collaborative perspective. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I've never been a, in a cross circle. I, I, I think the, um, I think the earth is and I'm sure most of you agree, um, is very conscious. Yeah. Mm. It's very conscious, it's very aware, and it's been calling out for help. And this is one of the ways that um, the earth has been receiving help, I think, is through the crop circles and the energy mm. of the, the crop circles, the energy that is actually applied. Yeah, and that's a beautiful story. What a gift to have that experience. Yes. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Great blessing. Does anyone else want to talk about the energies hitting the planet? Bridget? No? Yeah, I thought you were putting your hand up. <laughs> oh, I can. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, a number of years ago, I was guiding channeled consciousness traveling journeys um, with a small group of people 
Um, and in one of them, we were shown, um, essentially, there were a lot of uh, what I call star beings, which for those of you that don't know me, that is the short name for interdimensional, extradimensional, ultradimensional, extraterrestrial, because that's a mouthful, right? So, and it could be beyond, of course, as well. So um, within this, there were many star beings plus angelics guiding this journey. And they took us to a great central sun, but it wasn't a sun within this universe. It was actually a sun that was between many universes. Um, so they were traveling us through this universe, um, through the universe, um, the universe barrier. And then we traveled in a space between spaces. <laughs> it's the only way I know how to describe it. And what they took us to was an enormous sun that was um, essentially like almost the size of what we would see a universe as being. And they faced us outward and they had created kind of an energetic um, kind of a holding space within it, which I thought was interesting. And I've, I've been on a lot of journeys with my team and, and uh, I was like, what is going on? Why are we doing this? And they, when they placed us in, in the sun, um, they placed us facing outward and they said, do not look behind you. And so I repeated that because that's how I would do the journeys, right? Was take them on the journey of what I was experiencing, describing every detail. And then, you know, they would be going with me. And um, so I'm having a conversation with them while I'm saying things. And I'm like, wait, why can't we look behind us? Because you know how I am. You guys know that know me know. I'm like, wait, why is this a rule? You know? <laughs> so it's kind of in my blooper, right? And so they were like, you can look. So I turned around and it was as if I was looking at, well, I, there's so many ways that I've described this over the years, but it was as if you were looking at the inside of a portal without it being a portal. Um, so the energy was flowing like this on the outside and flowing like this on the inside and it opened um, and I could see another, a completely different expression happening within it. And the energy that was flooding out in this sun was, I mean, it was, it was beautiful, high vibratory you know and I'm using so I'm like is this an like an entrance into source sort of so to speak and all of a sudden you know we were getting upgrades and activations and all kinds of things just from being in this as this this sun but I had this they started communicating that this is essentially like the heart of source um or a place that we could consider the heart of source right because everything is flowing through the human perception even in um even in consciousness traveling in an expanded state right so what happened next was um a a pulse of consciousness, light, and energy emanated from this sun, and they told us to ride it, <laughs> so my team is fun like that, and um, so we started to ride this through 
the space between universes, seeing universes some far away, some closer, going through a couple of like edges, I would say, I would imagine of universes where it was like backwards land within them. For those of you that have traveled to multiple universes or have parallels in other universes, you know, often they are not anything like the one we have here. But what I kept observing um, as I was guiding this and as I was being guided, um, number one, I kept observing that everything in existence was receiving from this wave of transformation, this source heartbeat, so to speak. And it went out in a concentric sphere circle. So, and then it kept expanding. So it wasn't as if it ever left that, what we were perceiving as the sun, that enormous sun, but it was as if it continued to expand outward from it. And we went through other suns within our universe when we went, when we were back to our universe and I'm writing it like, like one of those magic carpets, right? So I'm sitting cross legged like, yeah, let's experience this. Um, and even though I don't have a body, so to speak, I'm in my consciousness form. Um, and the suns, when it would go into a sun, the closest human emotion we have our human state of being, we have to what they would experience is ecstatic bliss. Um, it was intense. And as we were going through different planets and different planes of dimension, because um, not every, not, you know, most people know, I think by now that there's life in so many different forms and life doesn't always mean physical, right? So as we were going through all of these, we were getting a glimpse of how each individual consciousness, each individual creation, source expression was receiving what was applicable for them for their next level. And then when we came back to our solar system, our galaxy, and then our solar system, I was observing that happening with everything here as well in all of the dimensions, which I thought was very interesting, at least all of the dimensions that I was focused on at that time. And so I would say probably 12 that I was observing at that time. And so what was very interesting is our sun did the same thing all of the planets you know they are connected in oneness as well and in the way I perceive them the the source expression that incarnates as a sun is the same that incarnates as planets so it's the same essentially if we would consider it a soul or a type of being that's the same energetic essence and so I was observing how they were receiving things and when we came to our planet it became increasingly clear that these ascension, you know, um, periods of high energy that we experience, where it's like something rolls in, I had been noting that they, they, they can have some staying power, right? So it's like they come in, and then they, they stretch out almost, right? So some of them are shorter, like four weeks, others could be three months. And my team was, was essentially saying, this is what you're experiencing on earth. So we're experiencing amongst other things, of course, this is not the only thing, but we're experiencing waves of ascension, which are essentially heartbeats of source and the heart. And this is kind of a way to describe it, right? But the heartbeat of source is essentially, um, you know, source's desire to experience, right? Um, and that is what we all are. We are all aspects of source that are expressing, right? And through that experiencing. Um, and 
I just found it so beautiful. And that is how I perceive what we're going through here and how it's changing the human experience and the earth experience and everything outside of, you know, the human earth experience or beyond it, so to speak, and within it. Um, so we are creating, as I said earlier, a new way of being human, a new way of humanity, a new way, a new earth experience in every now moment. We are creating that within our own individual um, expressions, right? Our own individual lives. But we are also creating it from a much broader perspective where, you know, we have aspects of expression in all of the dimensions and often multiple. So when you look at the human earth experience, and this might be a little, if this is a little timey-wimey for you, just let it, just let what, what feels good feel, you know, stay and anything else roll away. But we are essentially a convergence of soul streams from the same oversoul that is expressing in multiple dimensions who have consciously decided to create a human form. And it, it, this is a kind of not exactly the way it is, but this is a good way to understand it. So if you imagine we have one soul and there's all of these little lights of, you know, stream, streamed off of it in various dimensional expressions, various types of, of source expressions. And then say a handful of them decide, okay, we're going to have a human experience. This is at least my truth. Um, I am, we use the word fractalization, but that's not really the right word for it. It's almost like a convergence um, that creates this particular human, me, Bridget, right? Um, So, and I am barely scratching the surface of this in my remembrances. I know there's so much more remembrance to be had with all of this, but if we can look at it in, you know, macro to micro or macro to micro and micro to macro, it's essentially what we're doing on multiple levels. Um, and this is just one tiny, you know, this human experience, which is very important, but it is just one tiny, um, you know, fraction of what we're doing as a soul. and everything is connected. So what we do as humans in each now moment is radiating out almost like um, a conduit of information to all of the parallel aspects of our soul and everyone they're connected with because we are all connected in oneness. So I think at this point in time, it's about stepping into the conscious understanding of your multidimensionality to remember who you are at the very core essence of your being. And with all of this comes each decision in each now moment. How am I going to choose? What is still serving me? How do I want to express? How, what am I ready to move beyond without applying judgment to it, stepping into neutrality? Um, each time we do that, it connects us. Um, well, we are all connected in that zero point energy. But each time we do that, um, we are essentially diffusing, deflating the veils of illusion, right? So we're deflating the, con- the control constructs 
that were once in such a big part of the human experience. And we're, we're inflating um, energetics within the human experience on an individual level that create the collective. So I can stop there because I could probably go on about this for forever. And I just love this. This is my favorite question. I was so excited. Um, but yeah, that's wow. hopefully you guys can, can, can those of you that are watching or watching the replays, hopefully you're following if not, get on Clubhouse and hit me up. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm hey, happy to understand. Hey, Bridget, I yeah, saw that's... somebody said that we're streaming. Have you got this streaming on Clubhouse as well? Ether, um, I, one of my friends, Sherry, is actually here on the Portal to Ascension um, live. And she said one of our really, another sister of ours, Ether, is streaming, this um, on is streaming on Clubhouse for us, cool, which cool. I think is so beautiful. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I think I'll have to get you, you so on the much. show to explore that further with you because, um, yeah, yeah. You've got a lot to say. We've run out of time for the rest of this question, oh, unfortunately, <laughs> but that's okay. No, no, no. It was beautiful what you said. Uh, wh- yeah, we're going to move into the next question, but I want to play in between the transition from this question. It's really, it's all one question. We're just sort of breaking it up into components. So, you know, what, what are we doing here? What's it all about, Alfie? But I wanted to play one of Larissa's um, videos. I've got Carly Ma. Um, um, do, have you got a preference, Larissa, for one of your music videos? Um, not so much. I- no, whatever's calling to you. Um, yeah, whatever's calling to your heart. Well, it's about three minutes long, so I'm going to play that, and then you can again run to the <laughs> if you if you want to watch this the replay back, but run to the toilet, have a cup of tea uh, while I play it, and then we're going to go into the next question, which is you know where we're going um, on planet earth. So I'm just going to do that now. And then we'll move into the next question. Here we go. And bear with me as I, what am I doing? Spotlighting myself. And then I'm going to turn off my camera, few technical, and then I'm going to share my screen. I'll get this together. We are getting this together. (laughs) Here we go.
Wow. Wow. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Everybody's wow. wow and Larissa. Um, that was amazing. Oh, amazing. I just had a bit, I just had a bit of a couch dance just then. <laughs> 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 wow. Wow. Beautiful. So, Karen, do you want to lead oh. us into our next question? Oh, the next question. Okay, come on. Get, get with the question, Karen. What are we doing? <laughs> I know. We're, we're out in the I'm in Jay Mar land. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next question. And for those that didn't comment on the last one, please jump in. What is your vision for the planet and how do we move forward from here, having discussed what we've discussed? So I know that... Um, Maybe Geraldine, you didn't comment on the last one. Here I am picking, but please just jump in, anybody. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so this is such an exciting question. Um, and I think that both questions kind of lead, obviously, to one another. We, we need to understand both sides of it. Um, one of the things that I meditated on in the past couple of weeks regarding these, these questions is taking a look at how we're seeing ourselves as, as a human. I think that our, um, the way that we look at ourselves is changing in a way in what we are. Uh, my, one of the focus in my work, because of my experiences as a contactee and as a uh, psychotherapist, is trying to understand the data that we hold uh, in our genetics. And I think that it plays a tremendous role, um, not only in how we're processing information, but our human bodies um, are kind of like a fractal design of the other cosmic systems in this multiverse, including the galaxy, including the multiverse, uh, the universe, and then the multiverse. And the beautiful thing about that is that if we understand how that functions, we can understand how our body is processing information. Um, I love that people brought up the sun as one of the key elements that really functions as an antenna of information that receives and gives like a router that gives and receives information from the universe. Um, but what that means is that the sun in itself, just the way we have our own genetic code, the sun itself has its own genetic database, you can say, or blueprint for what it's creating within its galaxy. And our physical bodies are very much the same. And um, living on the third planet, the third planet in this solar system, the primary dimensional expression that we're experiencing is this dualistic in a three-dimensional plane. But because we are moving as a collective, as a galaxy uh, in this multiverse, we are moving through this transition point as we talked about from a 13th structure of the human into the 21. And how that will affect us is that the primary communication of the sun is deeply, deeply connected to the ninth and the 10th chakra of the body. And the 10th and ninth uh, chakra of the body is the one that's in communication with this kind of genetic information, let's say the Akashic records that are being uh, edited in vivo by the information that is being uh, emanated from the sun. And so we are kind of like the systems that are translating and processing this information. So this really heavily affects how we are moving forward because we're going to be seeing a lot of solar activity. Uh, and we have already been seeing that 
How it relates to us is that the relationship between organisms is interdependent. We are not separate from anything. And so the way that this sun works and our role in this collective is the primary understanding the mastery over the emotions. The third planet of the sun, three-dimensional plane, uh, relates to the empowerment and the ability of the human race coming into a state of complete empowerment as a collective. How do we do that? By coming into unity from separation. So the human race right now is learning, going through a curve uh, of learning how to embody unity. And in order to learn and to program within the new generations what unity is like, we have to begin to break all of the concepts of separation, energetically, emotionally, physically. The activation of our 21 genetic codes allows us to have access to many different species or vibrational ranges, expressions of the multiverse. And so we are being pushed in order to see things as multidimensional moving forward. We have to, we have to apply a multidimensional vision to the way that we educate to the way that we literally eat our food even, because it becomes something that is inter interconnected and communicated through the five senses. And even more so, you know, the higher senses, which is our intuition. So we need to bring this intuitive action, apply this intuitive ability, these higher senses, the higher mind into the physical by beginning to uh, merge, not just I think in the past we were learning barely how to merge spiritual with everyday life, but now we're, we're needing to embody this spiritual state of being and merge it with how are we going to collect, uh, uh, embody this collectively and support each other in this spiritual evolution. So as, as we begin to activate our chakra system in the higher level, activating um, the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth chakra system, that these are the centers of manifestation. So we need to learn that through this system and through all the data that is running through processing ancestral programs, all those things that we're holding in the densities of our body through emotions and energy, we need to transmute that into a higher range of frequency so that we can allow more source light to move through our bodies. So this has to be functioning in the way that we are expressing ourselves and emanating life force through our physical body in order to teach the children, which is one of the most important parts of this next generation, this phase right now from up until 2024, particularly we're going through a major, major change. And then in 2024, things are really gonna start moving forward for the next 10 years where it'll be an application of this wisdom literally the embodiment in society, financial institutions, governmental institutions, and all other structures of reality will have to readjust to this multidimensionality. And so the education system has to change in that it becomes the awareness of energy structures, the awareness of multidimensionality has to be taught. It has to be first uh, expressed through us, us adults, um, and then, um, you know, shown from the inside out, all of the shadow parts of us, all of the densest parts of us are going through a sifting process. And so this is true for all systems. They're going to be kind of coming into a higher octave of operation. So uh, uh, humans that are beginning to teach children to meditate, to connect with their emotions, to understand emotional 
currency as an exchange of creation is incredibly important. We, we need to understand that everything that we're emanating, the intentions, the words that we're speaking, the feelings that we feel as we're speaking, um, and the actions that we're taking create a ripple effect in the multiverse. And they even affect the movement of the sun. Because when we come into a state of fear and chaos and imbalance, the sun begins to react even more. And we've been seeing that. It's a vice versa. It's, it's, a, it's a process that functions both ways. We've been seeing major turmoil in the frequency of the earth because of the things that have been happening. And the sun is responding to that. And so the more we learn how to come into a place of harmony and balance internally, we begin to rebalance how all of these systems are managing and how we're interrelating with the cosmic uh, larger systems and expressions in the universe. So this kind of consciousness needs to be placed into how we're even building our homes. Um, I, I believe we're going to go through a major revolution in, in areas of architecture as a more conscious way of building our uh, societies that are mimicking the organic cyclical movements of nature, cyclical movements of, of water, of production, all of those things have to be put into society. And in the next part of that, which is our governmental aspect, is something that is more of a collective um, uh, collection of consciousness that is contributing to making choices as a whole. And we can't really wait for government or anyone else that is uh, applying old models to begin to implement that for us. It's something that we literally have to embody and then create in our societies. It's something that we actively need to embody and do. We need to create conscious communities, let's say, even, even in where you're at just right now, completely shifting the way we're interrelating with one another, communication, uh, education, sharing, holding space, all of these ideas of constant separation have to completely dissolve. Um, so I think that this is very much helping us move and progress. And these conscious societies have to also focus on nutrition, healthy eating, conscious eating, working with energy in nourishing the physical body. Um, so from the spiritual perspective, it's a constant state of regenerating the body and creating space for more source to anchor through by sifting all the shadow and densities of the physical body because the more dense we maintain in the body the more difficult it'll be for the organism to be able to readjust to the collective frequencies that we're moving through in the next five uh, to ten years so these are just mm -hmm. a couple of, of things that that i think are incredibly important for our next step moving forward yeah, I'm hearing you. Hallelujah. I think you're muted, uh, Sheila. Are you muted? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't think so. No, oh, it was just a low that was beautiful. Um, you know, I'm in resonance with absolutely everything that you said. And, you know, having the conscious communities to actually, you know, begin now, I think is so, so important. 
Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people are getting the call to create these conscious communities yes. right now. And it goes in hand in hand to what Leah was saying, I believe, earlier about how the earth grids are also activating yes. in order to support that. And people are moving to places that they need to move because we don't just move just because we need to move. We move and we're called by those areas on earth in order to yeah. act the ley lines in that land to produce healing and to allow life force to move more fluidly through the grid of the earth which is another organism just like we are it's another body it has it we have chakras in the earth that are also activating and regenerating at this time so it's we have to think more in that way collectively ourselves the earth you know galaxy and these celestial bodies how they affect us and how they're moving in and around us yeah, yeah absolutely. I agree. And, and going back to what Leah said about becoming that the crystalline energy, the transmission yes. point, the anchoring point, you know, I've, I've long dreamed of moving up to like Byron Bay, which is in Australia. It's like the Shasta area, you know, it's like full of light workers and galactic gods and goddesses. But Source wants me in the city. And I'm like, but why? <laughs> why? But yeah, to, to anchor to anchor that energy. There's so many uh, you know, conscious people, especially during the pandemic, that moved out of the city. And that Byron Bay area was flooded, like literally. It was flooded literally, but you flooded with people. Uh, but yeah, sometimes we find ourselves in places because we are that um, that anchor point, like you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Who, who else wants to talk about what next, the future? Sorry, don't go on, Sheila. Uh, that's okay. I was just going to ask Stone if she wanted to share next. So much for popcorn, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Geraldine. Um, well, thank you, Geraldine. That was beautiful. It, it works in well. I mean, I, I've had a ball so far. Everybody's on the same sort of energy pattern that we're going uh I've I've had a lot of different encounters in my lifetime with different sorts of beings di different dimensions and it's it never stops it's always going to be I've I've classed myself as a communicator you know for different dimensions to come through I've had orbs I've had the um orange plasma sphere beings and, and I've had these light entities come into the room and throughout the years, they've shown me healing in, in different formats and how the, the psyche needs to be healed. And, and I see our planet, this planet Earth, this, this, oh, it's absolutely fantastic. We've got so many different incarnations of species from different universes. We're, we're a galactic landing spot, you know, and... We, we have so many connections to all of these other entities that are here. And I, I think we're moving into a time where we let go of rubbish. It's not ours. We, we acknowledge what is ours. And I say this is tea time, transparency, exposure, and accountability. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Love it. And, and we, we are accountable for our footprint what we do, what we leave behind. Let's let's plant a seed, you know, let's watch it grow, let's communicate it, you know, let's let's taste its fruit. Let's see that the knowledge is there for all of us. And and you know, we have so many things happening around the planet with distractions of 
all our different senses. And it's because when you start taking away those mimicked creations and we start stepping back into knowing ourselves and allowing our vessel to, to blossom and, and use its full potentials, our, our eyesight, our telepathy, you stop using your voice, you, you communicate with your body language, you listen, you listen. And whether you like it or not, there's a flow going on with the energies that are coming in and it's touching all of us. You know, in the early days when I was going through the changes of awareness, it was physical, physical ailments hitting me left, right and center. I, I was, you know, getting hit with more gallons, uh, fibromyalgia. I had um, dreamiasis. you know, I've had the worst of worst pains on a different level and once I got into communication with myself and my higher beings and it was always it was always about getting into contact with your higher self and for me it was I'm going to knock that person down a peg because I think they could have done a better job and now I'm in a time where I'm leaving messages for myself in a previous time so that if I can't get log into something I've got a message over here that's going to say, okay, here's a trigger, here's a charge, here's a memory. Reconnect with that memory and you'll find your way back over there. You can keep improving, keep improving. And all the frequencies that are coming in, they're coming in through the water. They're coming in through the antennas of the trees. They're coming in through our hair, our follicles. Our skin is a receiver, is a sensitive organ. Stop using plastic cutlery. Stop holding on to the plastics and the metals. Go back to nature. Feel what nature is telling you. You are in a flow. It's going to happen. If you don't understand the symptoms, go and stick your feet in the puddle. Go and stick your feet in the soil. Allow yourself to appreciate the energies that are around us because it's not just you who's going through this experience. It's everybody, everything, plants, animals. It's everything. When you realize you are that aspect of everything, you are everything. You allow yourself to communicate on a higher level, a higher conscious awareness. You start, you see what the distractions are, the divisions are, the programs. You step into yourself. You know free will. You know what ego is. You let all of the stuff go. You start responding and reacting differently, higher frequency to those that are still coming up the frequency chain and it's not about being higher than someone else it's about appreciating and acknowledging where you're at so you can give guidance and allow others to make mistakes because you've made them you know it's a it's allowing and acknowledging okay that language is slightly different to what i understand i need to give myself a little bit of time to understand what they're trying to communicate with me and move forward. If we keep closing ourselves down to the distractions that are happening around us, we're not going to heal. We're going to slip into these stuck programmed states. We don't need that anymore. We've gone through what we've gone through. We can shake that stuff off. It's not ours anymore. Send it back to the return, you know, return it back to sender. Return to sender. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and step back into your awareness. When those light beings came to me, they, they, I've, every single day that goes by, you know, it's like, 
it's it's like the loss of a child it's there 24 7 boom 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 what could i have done better how could i have changed things how could i have made this contact go on further but then you get past that distraction you start listening to the information that was given to you you start seeing that there was nothing given to you in malice or threat or ill will and then you start seeing another layer to it and this is continuous so you can evolve or you can stay over there if you wanted but um <laughs> you know the energies are here now and now the frequencies are within everything everything is a form of filter so the energy information that comes in goes into the water then you drink the water you're getting a filtered frequency same as the trees if you're into hugging trees and i was at a stage i now communicate with the trees you know they, they go a lot further than just standing over there looking up all right <laughs> <laughs> you know i drink the leaves i i communicate i communicate with the mushrooms they grow and the bugs they produce you know there's so much more to our existence and it's absolutely phenomenal you know you can be here in the now and enjoy every little aspect if you can if you want that car over there it's only going to last so long all right you go and plant a seed, you get to see the beauty of it growing. You get to watch that cat grow or, or whatever's happening around you. Even if you're stuck in these concrete high-rise buildings, and I wish you could get out of there as fast as you can, but if you're stuck in there, grow a plant. You've got your windows. All my windows around my house are no longer just windows. They are, I live in basically what you call a greenhouse, a conservatory, <laughs> plants on every windowsill, all right? <laughs> because we have that oxygen. We have let go of the nature that came in. We were higher oxygen breathing beings. We had longer lifespans. We, we, we had so many abilities. The distractions, the mimics, the illusions are all gone again we can step back into those abilities. And we are. When you don't have a voice, the voice is for singing, frequency, healing, your touch, your telepathic abilities. They're all coming back online. So for those that are coming back into the now, and all of a sudden you've got an awareness here and an awareness there, let it happen. Appreciate it. Allow it to come. And don't worry too much about what they say out there that you're crazy, you're talking to yourself. Of course, there's going to be a branch of beings out there who are going to not agree with you because they're not of your frequency. But don't let that stop you from going with the flow. Thank Always. you, Stone. Thank you. Be, I think be we'll, we'll... aware. Be aware yes. of your energy because we are like energies. Yeah. That, that's beautiful. Thank you. Sorry to cut you off, but we're. Oh, I'm no, just, it's all good, mate. I'm looking at it's all good, mate. I'm just I'm looking at <laughs> you know, I I'm just go with the time. Flow. I'm looking at the time. We'll probably run over, but I just wanted to mention that we're streaming on uh, three YouTube channels, and I wanted to honor Neil uh, Steinfeld on New Realities and, uh, sorry, Alan Steinfeld. <laughs> Alan Steinfeld, New Realities, Neil Gore, Portal to Ascension, and my YouTube channel. And there's lots and lots of comments of thanks and gratitude. And I wanted to say we haven't actually put a donation link anywhere, but what I have done is I've put the website for ev every speaker under 
the every platform that we're streaming on. So if you're um, loving the conversation and you want to donate to um, to what we're doing here today, please just go to the perspective websites and find a link. I think some of the YouTube channel I know Larissa has on her YouTube channel. Have you got a? Um, some of them have donation links. What do you call it uh, when you set up that um, thing on YouTube? I've actually set mine up too. What's it called? I can't remember it. Um, where you can go and donate. Yeah. Hmm? I have a Patreon account. Patreon. Patreon's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Patreon accounts. So find people's Patreon accounts or go to their website or book a session to, to honor. Because everyone has shown up here today, uh, you know, for free, taking time out. And really, I'm quite surprised that you all, most of you, staying for the four hours. I didn't expect all of you to stay for four hours. I'm so surprised and honored that you do. Um, yeah, so thank you. The question that we're exploring at the moment is like, how do we move forward? We've talked about why we're here. We've talked about how do we anchor in divine feminine. We've talked about the frequencies hitting the planet and now how are we moving forward? You know, I've been discussing on the shows with quite a few people. Uh, Dolly, who was listening before, Saffron said that in two years there's going to be a solar flash that's going to take us back to the Stone Age. And then I had Sarah on the show this week that said, the beings of light that are channeling through her, her patients are saying, we're going to go through a slow evolution. And then we've discussed today in this panel that there's going to be some light thing that's going to wake us up sort of instantly. It's going to be a fast evolution. So there are many concepts being discussed about the future um, and how we can move, you know, with all these concepts being discussed, with all these different perspectives, how can we move forward? Who wants to go next? And thank you, Stone. That was beautiful. We've got a few hands oh, up. We have all hands up. <laughs> I, I think Vivian had went up first and then Barbara and then Larissa. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Sheila. I love the question, what is my vision uh, for the planet and how do we move forward from here? My vision for the planet is very much a vision of unification. Mm. It brings me so much joy and happiness, a profound divine happiness, while I see human beings stepping into their best light, helping each other, caring, paying attention, instead of being so separated in their own mind on the phone, the devices, busy in their thought process, and being able to be there. One of my favorite things to do is just sitting in a public place and observe. I become an observer. I become a very, I feel like I'm an interdimensional observer watching the interaction between beings, between people. I'm being able to pay attention to an animal that comes to you. Pay attention to the trees, the way they talk, they speak of their history to the language of their roots, the language of energy. My vision of this earth is a unification like the Octorian that I represent so deeply in my core, we come from a realm of great unification and we have many planets within our realms and we all in that unification with each other. We're still embracing the seal of individuality that allows you this unique expression at the same time understanding that you are part of a vast network of interconnection, intelligence, movement, presence, 
and everything is part of the fabric of your being. So my vision of the earth is the metamorphosis, the crystallization of the earth for finally she can finally take a deep breath of sigh. I let go of the 3D dimension and we are shifting together, all together in the fifth dimensional reality. Now, please understand that there are soul, some soul on this earth who have already chosen to continue to evolve on the third dimensional plane. And there will be those who will be embracing the bridge of the fifth dimension. What is important the most is that everyone, every soul, it's given an opportunity to continue to evolve, to continue to journey from where they are and what it's serving their evolution process the best. Nothing is in vain. Everything counts. So every thought that you have, we invite you to feel clear the quality of your thought forms. Understand that you are constantly emanating energies, whether it's your unconscious level or consciousness, your body are shifting into a new human cosmic design. And what does it mean is that your physical form, and we will look at the holographic aspect of the human template, it's just pure energy codes that are evolving, creating, giving form to a new conduit, be able to bring in the dimensional earth matrix, building higher dimensional bodies, uh, we talk about the crystallization. We also see the diamond light coming back to the planet, elevating consciousness, being able to integrate soul aspects that serve your life path. That's something we do a lot in our work is let's incorporate, let's integrate to the sacred bridge within you, new soul aspects. And those aspects really help you to support the journey you've come to do. And the more you allow yourself you give yourself permission to be who you are to your i am presence you also become a source of inspiration to others you become a conscious catalyst of acceleration for consciousness energy transformation return to kindness with each other I recently came back from South Africa when I was invited to come and offer a workshop and I do healing work there. We were in Durban, South Africa. And one thing that really was incredible is to see, feel, and witness so many people run to, they're ready to embrace more. They have different questions. They're vibrating at a different level. There's a spark in their eyes. And that energy is supported, sustained through the sacred grids of the earth to nature. We even went on a safari and I communicate with the animals there, the giraffe, the rhinos, the elephants, uh, the yalas, all life evolving right there in Africa. And they all speak of the same vibration. It's the return of coexisting in that symbiotic energies and being mindful that what you're creating has ripple effect on everything. It's like the pebble effect. And I brought back this beautiful stone from South Africa. And that stone, I found it between two ecosystems. It was between the Indian Ocean on the beach and overlapping into a very ancient park. And what the stone says, the stone says, I am ready to travel with you to your ecosystem so I can speak of the history 
that I carry within me. So I can also connect, I can be a connector, a bridge between the ecosystem in America as it is in Africa. And we're uniting together the hemisphere on the planet. This is one an aspect of what the stone talk to me. Yes, I speak stone language as well, as I speak intergalactic and other form of energetics. I have intergalactic being coming to me from the ocean telling me there's a time of reconnection uh, to reheal the bridge of communication with all a sentient life form evolving on this earth. This is not just about human beings anymore. This is about the earth, animal kingdom, the mineral kingdom, the trees, the earth herself as a social being, is to realize that you are part of an intricate, intelligent, abundant universe, no matter what semantics you want to use. It's truly about the dream of returning to your sacred knowledge. And again, for us, in practical ways, pay attention to your thoughts. Where do you invest your energy the most? Are you incurring your light every day? Do you wake up every morning and say, take a deep breath. How can I be of service today? What blessings all this day? I do. Are you allowing to listen to the wisdom, the peace, the rhythm of your heart? It is available to you 24-7. There's no need for training. There's no need for, you know, conferences, anything. It's right, right into yourself. Embracing the ancients and the wisdom that all souls, everyone carry for all generations. Bridging the gap between generations, including children and the children of the past that we have become today as adults. It's allowing yourself to realign with different form of vibrational languages that your body speaks as an intelligent, holistic system. And your consciousness contribute to your well-being, your health, how you evolve, how you connect, how you communicate, your presence, a return of state of beingness. This is part of the great transformation, the vision that we hold for this earth and there's so much more. It is just the continuation of it. Much love, everyone. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much, Vivian. That was absolutely beautiful. Okay. Who would so, like to share? Barbara goes next. Yes. I feel um, in the things that I'm sharing that I'm coming from a very earthly worldly perspective <laughs> um, and so many of you um, are really coming from a higher perspective um, and I say that in all great respect um, but I, and I also do feel that you know here we are living as human beings right here on the earth with all the things that are going on on the earth and some of them are wonderful, some of them are neutral, some of them are absolutely awful. Uh, but anyway, I'm encouraging us to do a lot of prayer and asking for help uh, for the negative things going on on the earth. Uh, we can pray to a God or an Allah or a Krishna or whomever we want to pray for, or we can... Um, pray to the universal consciousness. I think that all of existence, all of the universe says, 
all of the dimensions are conscious and and we can certainly give to them and we can ask for help from them too. Uh, there is a group of extraterrestrial beings uh, that they call the group the Alliance. And allegedly from what I've been learning, uh, they are doing a lot of help on the earth uh, to route out, um, you know, child sexual slavery operations and uh, things that really should not be going on here. Uh, they're working a lot to route out a, a lot of the really, really atrocious things going on. So I think that we can, with our own thought, our own consciousness, we can encourage them. And allegedly there's a group of uh, people uh, called the White Hats who are taking many actions against another group, a very power mongering group uh, called the Black Hats. Uh, so I think that um, in a very practical way, uh, we can send our thoughts, our blessings, our requests, our encouragements uh, to the White Hats or to any of the people who are working behind the scenes to rid the world of some really, really terrible things going on. And then just appreciating life on this human level, just blessing every day that we get to be here and knowing that we are here to make a difference in, for the good in whatever way we can. And I think part of that is pointing out to other people who in one way or the other are giving service to their fellow men, whether it's through their career or their hobby or their personal habits or whatever. Uh, I think there's so much that, that we can do right here on this earthly level and there's there are unlimited higher resources to, to bring in to help us to do that. So many blessings to all. Thank you, Thank you so much, Barbara. That was so heartfelt. I, I'm getting even personal text people sending to me telling me how much they enjoy listening to you. I just <laughs> Thank love you. you. Thank so, you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I want to shout out to Mer Myrna Rodriguez, who is um, who's listening on New Realities. She's been doing lots of commenting and just say thank you. And um, she says she prays every day. There's there's lots of lots of people. I haven't got it. And Rock Rockers Los Angeles. Um, um, yeah, I think that these people, LA, Breezy, these people have been with us for, for almost four hours. I, I, I'm amazed. Yeah, I'm amazed. They're loving this conversation. I've got to say I'm loving it too. <laughs> Larissa. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm hearing so many beautiful expressions, like Stone mentioned it just recently. I mean, everyone here is, is mentioning how we have all of these beautiful access now to our multidimensionality. Um, 
and getting to experience <laughs> so much more than just that 3D consciousness, that default consciousness that we've been experiencing for so long. And now it's all coming online, all this, this connection, knowing that we are so much more than what we've been taught, what we've been conditioned. And with that, what, and I know like through my own perspective, I'm gonna share like, given what I've gone through, right? We all have our own filters given our own personal experience. And what I am feeling and so grateful for is with all this multidimensional experience of, of source love and connecting to the realm. For me, it's the Shiva Shakti realm of going completely into that ecstatic space of, of oneness and and knowing with every cell of my body that that I am of the Godhead and that we all are Godhead. It's going into the future as we all start to experience this more and more, this awakening to who we truly are, which is source, which is this love, bringing that deeper wisdom, that awareness, that knowing into these bodies, allowing that to come down like God now wants to really embody into this feminine form that we all are, be it masculine or feminine. We are, we are truly embodying into the divine feminine now coming down. And with that is loving ourselves as the human so it's the paradox that as we're opening to our multidimensionality and we're experiencing ourselves as the Godhead, it's receiving that into these bodies and loving the human and accepting the human and all that comes with that, like all of our insecurities, you know, all the ways that we compare ourselves to one another, having radical compassion and self-acceptance for these aspects of ourselves. I, I see this as being really, really important to integrate these uh, enlightened aspects of who we are, is to, at the same time as we are coming into that, to radically, courageously face all the parts of ourselves <clears throat> that in the past that we've wanted to disown what we will, you know, what we call like the shadow aspects of self to gather around those aspects of who we are and have incredible compassion for them rather than disowning them. That has been my, my own journey as I've gone into incredible ecstatic states of oneness into multidimensionality is realizing that that's awesome. <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> to have those experiences, to know that I am everything, but to ground that and to integrate that by loving Larissa. Yeah. By radically accepting the parts of Larissa that in the past I've been taught 
are not as pretty or not as acceptable or a bit messy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She is your creation. We are our creation. The ego is the creation of the higher self. You know, the contrast, the density, the emotion. Exactly. It is our, this is our painting, like love all of it. Yeah. It is our creation. Yeah. Yes. We are our own creation. Yeah. And I see that right as the dance that we're doing here. And because the more and more we expand into that understanding and the awareness that we are all these frequencies, that we are everything, mm -hmm. it, it comes back down into this body, grounding that into the earth, which gives us deep appreciation for being alive now and loving what is mm -hmm. and all of what loving is. What is yeah that's what that's what every conversation on youtube every conscious conversation on youtube's about isn't it it's about love really we've just spent yeah, four hours that's that's the thing it's like yeah <laughs> in the body the love the, the love, love the love and loving that we're coming together that we're having these conversations that we're reaching out to one another that we're embracing each other with our hearts you know and energetically by coming into spaces like this we're really linking arms with all these different perspectives you know that we we have our unique experiences of consciousness and how we're relating and it all it all comes back to love just grounding it, it in that love it does thank you thank you beautiful beautiful women how do you do that <laughs> <laughs> thank you vivian <laughs> Okay, we want a collective heart from all the goddesses. Uh, I'm, not doing it, I'm not doing it very well. Oh, look at that. And, and now I need somebody to take a screenshot. <laughs> well, oh, good, good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. Throw some more on. You're funny, Karen. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, we've said a lot. There's been a lot said. Uh, we're coming up to the end of the four hours. Um, but if anyone else wants... Um, Sheila, you were going to do the ending. Am I off the run sheet? I'm off the run sheet. <laughs> you were going to talk about the end, were you? Oh, I was. <laughs> let, me, let me grab it and see here. Yes. Um, first, I want to see, if is there anyone else that would like to share? Leah, did you have anything you wanted to add? I'm just getting, I feel it coming through. And I think it's just what Larissa said as well. And what uh, Barbara and I said before as well. It's about, you know, being up there is wonderful, but being here in the body is so important and bringing the energy through. But it's like right now and for the last half an hour, I've been feeling that there is a little message from there that wants to come through me in light language. And if it's OK, I'll just bring that through now as my little contribution. Alaru 
rindezzono macarinzo alilando corondosari iloquandi di damasioro alilaro corionzotto Maru quasi a guarina, induro chiozze arunta, inde crasse yuzzoni, anzero da, andosai. So beautiful, beautiful. For whatever reason, I, I could just feel like there was something getting ready to come through. And that vibration has totally rippled through my entire being. So thank you so much for that. That was so beautiful. And I would also like to invite if any of our speakers, if you have maybe a one-minute closing or something that you would like to leave people with a final thought or a blessing um, you know one to two minutes that would be amazing so thank you Leah thank you so much thank I you so much to. for this inspiration light language I felt the vibration going to my being it was incredible and right away I may not speak it, but I, the sign, the codes, I could see the codes coming in. It was amazing, Leah. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. I know when I hear it, I'm, I'm wiped out. That's it for me. I just want to, <laughs> I just, I just want to bask. I don't want to think or talk anymore. I just want to stop. <laughs> Barbara, darling one, you had something you wanted to say. Yes, I just, I would like all the blessings that have come through from you all today to just spread out through the world and through the universe and through all the other universes. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. thank, you, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Sheila, we did it. 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 I Geraldine, did you have something you wanted to say? Oh, you know, really, I want to mirror what Barbara was saying. Let's all collectively, everyone that's here listening, it's like we are, it's like kindred souls or souls that have come together at this time for a reason. You know, we, this communication today, it's a vibrational frequency. It's not just words, you know, so we are readjusting as we we kind of hear and process what we receive so let's not keep this as something uh like a, a concept let's make it into action let's bring it into our everyday lives and continue to listen to this replay over and, and until we take from it new pieces so that we can apply it into our everyday lives in in our relationships with our family with our friends um, and and make something of this event not just something that stays in the past and that, that's all thank you so much for having me and all these incredible souls thank you so much for being a, making me a part of this thank you <laughs> thank you and thank you so yeah. much for participating you know 
one of the things um, I, I just feel such a strong connection with the sun and so I do try to go out every morning as I said and let those new codes feed into my body and you know it used to be as the codes were coming in, you know, I could see the light coming in through my eyes. I could feel the energy coming in. Then I started seeing, you know, like codes coming in, but it was like from a, a left, right to left, right to left, right to left. And now they're almost like binary codes that mm -hmm. are coming in. And as I start to look around, it's as if, the holographic world of itself is really making, you know, it's making itself present. I can see that more and more, and the veil is thinning so much. We are on this cusp. We are creating this new earth together. All of these vibrations are coming together, going out in unity and embracing that unity consciousness. And so I want to thank each of you from the depths of my heart for bringing your special vibration through um, for this evening, all afternoon. I can't believe the time is already gone. It was like, oh, are we going to be able to make it? And it's like, oh, it's already time to go. I don't know. I don't understand. I know. But it went so quickly. I think that's what happens when, you know, we get together with like minds. Our vibrations, you know, we, we're just feeding each other. So thank you guys for feeding my soul. And vice versa. Mm. Thank you Thank for you. bringing us together. Thank you, Senior, for doing this. You're so welcome. Karen, do you have any final comments that you would like? Oh, I don't think I don't think I can say much more than thank you and I love you. <laughs> That's about all I can manage at this point. <laughs> uh, it's been incredible, amazing. Thank you, Sheila, for coming up with this idea. We're going to do the gods next. We're going to do the guys yes. next. Oh, nice. I don't know if we're going to explore the same questions, but the galactic gods. We're going to call it that. I don't know. And um, uh, yeah, but this has been just basking in the beauty of this, just the feminine energy and the galactic energy and the higher densities. It's just been, it's just been a, a bubble bath of delight, really. Thank you guys again so much. And Karen, I'll turn it over to you because I know you have control of all of these uh, different outlets that we're going through. I do want to say thank you to Awaken Ascending for bringing us to um, the clubhouse. I want to thank Neil and Alan and Karen for you for putting us on the YouTubes. I know we have um, the Wish Alliance is also sharing this, as is many other Facebook pages. And so, you know, I hope even if people just click on it for a moment, I hope that when they click that the vibration and the energy that we've created here today will just rush to them and move through them. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Thank you. And just reminding everyone that underneath all the streaming platforms is everybody's website. If you want to go and check out all these amazing goddesses and um, give them a donation, especially the musicians. I, I have a special because I used to run the Conscious Music Channel 
um, online. And um, I have a special place in my heart for musicians who put out their work tirelessly to the world. And, you know, people stream their work and it's not really a paid gig. Um, so, yeah, especially to the, the conscious musicians that are putting out the most incredible frequencies you know, into the planet, yeah, like, and Leah's work and Larissa, I don't know if you wanted to do anything live, Larissa, I think we might let you go, you've had a big day, and what I might do is just replay um, what I played at the beginning, I might play at the end, and that's um, Leah's beautiful sky gods, so shall we do that, and say goodbye, and thank you to everybody. Yes, so good night, everyone. Much love. Thank you, everyone. Much love. Much love. Thank you. So much love. Thank you. Thank you.